What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023, and the Buck and I are taking you all the way until 10 o'clock on today's show. An updated Bucky's Heisman watch. Plus, we'll compare the Bucks list to what Vegas has right now in terms of its odds to win the 2023 Heisman Trophy. We'll talk more Texas and Baylor. A very scary stat about the Texas offense that we need to get into. Plus, we'll preview tonight's Thursday night football game in the NFL between the Giants and the 49ers. Do the G-Men have any chance without Saquon Barkley? Let me answer that. No. And we'll have some fun along the way, jam-packed, ready to roll until 10 a.m. this morning. What's up, Buck? How are you doing this morning, BK? Everything good? Oh, man, I am fantastic. And yourself? I am doing fantastic myself. Back starting to feel a little rain coming on Sunday. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, How yeah, much? Uh, rain. That's all I can say. Rain drops keep falling on your head on Sunday. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Rain is rain, correct? We'll Remember, take it. I can't tell you how much. I can't tell you when it's going to stop. I can just tell you that it is uh, coming. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. And to those out there with addictions of any sorts, I will say a prayer for you. Keep up the good fight, please. Well said. Very well said, my friend. Hey, last night we posted more details of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. 5,000. So make sure you go back on our channel. Video was posted last night and watch that video. It's got details of how you can enter our 5,000 subscriber sweepstakes. We're giving away tons of great prizes. As of now, we've got 18, but by the time... The giveaway closes next week. I got a hunch we'll be closer to 25, if not 30. So we're giving y'all plenty of time to submit your entries. All of the details are in that video Uh, later today. I I should have done it before we started. That's on me. But I will post a link to that video in the description of this video so you can easily find it. But all you have to do is just go to our channel, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, And, uh, yeah, click the details on that 5,000 subscriber giveaway video, and everything you need is going to be right then and there. And then we will announce the winners for our 5K sub giveaway next week. So, Buck, we've got some really, really good stuff that we're going to be giving away to the people. Absolutely, BK. My folks, I I went over to see Jason Caldwell yesterday over at Relax the Back, and he's got a techno gel pillow. And, I, you know, me, I am – I'm not a – a gelled pillow guy. I have the same pillow I've had. I'm going to say maybe 15 years now, the same beat up ass rag doll pillow that I always have. And it just works for me, but this is a techno gel pillow from relax the back. You know how much I love the folks that relax the back. Well, they're giving that to us to give away. It's a $200 pillow. Folks. Oh, so if you're a gel pillow person or gel mattress person, and you've been into the gel theory for a while, this will go along just fine with you. So I know Within that 5,000, there's somebody in there who would love to have this gel pillow. Techno techno gel. Techno gel. I like that. I like that. And are you wearing a Travis Matthew hat right now? Yeah, that I am. Mm, We're going to be giving away one of those as well, too. 
Love those folks. We love all the sponsors. And boy, they are starting to kick it in right now. Kick it in gear. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for helping us get to 5,000 subs. And please continue to support us. But more importantly, continue to support our great sponsors because we appreciate the hell out of them for jumping on board with us. And also, they do great work. On our way to 10,000 now, correct? Oh, man. You think the 5,000 subscriber giveaway is big? Wait till we get to 10K. That thing is going to be. Hit up Dan Covert for a car or something. Hold on now. Probably hit him up for something. You know that. Wow. We might have to hit up Covert for a car. We might have to hit up Shelby for Texas season tickets. Oh, playoff tickets. Mm -hmm. We might have to hit up Altstat Beer for 5% ownership of the company. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they'll say yes to that. All right, Buck, let's uh, continue to talk Texas and Baylor as we are now two days away from the Longhorns and Bears for the final time, at least for the foreseeable future, in Waco on Saturday. Of course, these two teams have met every year since 1944, and with the Longhorns' impending move to the SEC, this is the last time these two teams have each other scheduled for a while. So we'll see if and when. I assume there will be a win. just don't know when that win is. The uh, Longhorns and Bears share the same field again. Let's start with this, though. And this has to do with the game. Okay. I saw this little preview graphic posted on Twitter slash X, whatever I'm supposed to call it nowadays. And this is just a statistical, analytical game preview for Saturday night's matchup. And there are two stats on the Texas side that really stand out to me. One of those is incredibly good. One of those is incredibly bad. So I'm going to display the graphic on the screen to help you and everybody else get a visual of what I'm talking about here. And if you're listening on the app, thank you very much. Uh, I will explain this the best way that I can so you people know what's going on here. So this is an advanced stats preview from our friends at CFB Graphs, and this basically takes a look at all of these analytics for Texas and Baylor, and it does projections. It gives win probability. This model says the Longhorns have an 84.5% win probability on Saturday. Uh, their projected points for Texas is 32. Their projected points for Baylor is just shy of 17. So they think the Longhorns are going to win this game, and they think the Longhorns are going to win by a couple of scores. Right now, the Vegas line is about 14.5 to 15. So this model, as of right now, actually has Texas being able to cover. So that's the good news. Yes. The bad news is, if you look at that stat, it's on the left, Buck. Offensive success rate. There are 133 teams in Division I FBS college football. According to these analytics, Texas ranks 133rd in the country in offensive success rate, meaning that the Longhorns are dead last in that analytical category right now. And if you don't know what offensive success rate is, there's a little explanation on the bottom. Any play where the expected points added is greater than zero, that determines your offensive success rate. If you don't know what expected points added is, that's a measure that translates yards to points in context. So it's new age numbers. Some of y'all are like, to hell with these new age numbers, Buck. You might not care about this stuff at all. But there is a pretty popular analytical measure by the folks who care about these types of numbers that says the Longhorns have the worst offense in all of college football. Now, the good news is, and a big part of why Texas is 3-0 and right now 
is if you take a look at the defensive success rate, which is the same exact stat, just opposite. Sure. Texas ranks number one in the country in defensive success rate. So we know the Longhorn defense has been playing at a championship level through three weeks, but this is further proof of that. And we know the offense has had some inconsistencies through these first three games. This is obvious proof of that. So how about that? The Longhorns, once again, it's one metric, and some of y'all might not care. And I think the big metric, the big stat, is the fact that Texas is 3-0 and for the first time since 2012. But according to this, the Longhorns have the worst offense in the country, Buck. The worst offense in the country. How about wow. that? It just – it. Guess what? I'd like to say it just doesn't add up, but it does add up. I mean, if you're, if you're you looking at everybody. Half, yeah, look at the first half against Rice and look at the first three quarters against Wyoming. Like, they they were awful. And I expected this Texas offense to average 40 points per game this season. And they haven't cracked 40 points in a game no. this season. And, of course, they've played Rice and Wyoming, who, all right, maybe are a little better than we thought going into the year, especially Wyoming with their upset over Texas Tech in week one. But Still, those we thought those were the two worst teams on the Longhorn schedule this year. Easily, and yes. The Texas offense struggled mightily to move the football and, more importantly, put up points in large portions of those two contests. Yeah, and and, and what I the thing I that I'm hopeful of, it's not about the teams that they play; it's about the the effort that they put into it in those first quarters. You know, yeah. I, I I know that. You know, you're feeling your way. This isn't a team to me when I when I look at is as, as explosive as they were even two years ago. They just don't seem to be. Well, you don't have B, first of all, you don't have B. John Robinson in your backfield. I mean, talking about explosive plays, that guy's an explosive play ready to happen. You give him the ball 20 times, you're thinking the explosive plays about eight times out, out of 20 times that that guy can make it happen. And it generally did for explosive runs, you know, and whether it's the first quarter with him or the last quarter with him. He was an explosive player. They don't have that. They have one explosive player, I, I truly believe. That's Xavier Worthy. The rest of those guys are just kind of journey, journeyman players. You know, they can make big plays. If they get behind and they catch the ball, fine. But they're not catching and running and doing things. I know Jordan Whittington, he's okay, but he's not really an explosive type of player. He's not the guys that we saw at Alabama years ago when they would catch the ball. They just go. I mean, it, he's a good player. He's not truly an explosive, explosive guy, but they just haven't got him the ball yet. They truly have one guy on offense that's an explosive player. That kind of scares you. Yeah, I mean, I think C.J. Baxter can become an explosive player. Yeah, a year and a half from now or, uh, you know, maybe two years from now, he'll be that kind of guy. Well, he's just got to stay healthy for a full game for us to even see if he can be that guy right now. Uh, I think Jontae Cook could be an explosive player. You talk about guys who never see the field and guys who might be a year or two away from that. Maybe he fits in there. I think A.D. Mitchell, I mean, he's not Xavier Worthy level. There there are five guys in the country, if that, who are Xavier Worthy level in terms of explosiveness to where just every time they get the ball, they can turn on the Jets and take it 80 yards for a touchdown. Right. We obviously saw that in the fourth quarter last weekend, but – yeah, look, I mean, there there are a couple of other really, really talented players on this Texas offense, but I don't know how many home run hitters this bunch has. But, hell, it's not just the home runs that that have been the issue, right? I mean, the, the intermediate throws have oh, been yeah. the issue. The, obviously, the consistency in the run game is something that we've talked about after a few of these games so far this season. So it's not just the home run ability, which we saw in the Alabama game, but obviously did not see against Rice or Wyoming. 
it's not just that that's been an issue. It's just other stuff for this Texas offense. I mean, once again, the first half against Rice and the first three quarters against Wyoming, they just couldn't seemingly get out of their own way. It's like they were stuck in quicksand trying to move the football offensively. Like that's those portions of games contribute to this stat and this offense kind of looking the way that it has. Yeah, I think, as you said, it's not it's not the long bomb. It's the intermediate passes that they all are spending a lot of time thinking about how to get the ball to the defensive tackle. Maybe that's the key. Well, Maybe that was that the- was a successful play. They actually Come scored on. a touchdown. That that makes this stat better. Could Maybe be even they worse. need to think about how to get the ball to the All-American, as they say, tight end. How about mm-hmm. finding ways to get him a ball maybe six or seven times in the course of a game? And you thought for sure, and I know everybody thought that this kid was going to touch the ball eight or nine times a game at tight end. So mm-hmm. far, not so much. And the two teams that they could have just absolutely used him in, they didn't bother to use him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it, you, there's certain players when you don't have as many, you know, home run hitters, the ones that you have and the ones that can make hay for you and maybe not put you in this kind of statistical category, you got to get the ball to them. You have to scheme up ways that they get involved and they touch the ball. You know, we talked all last year about Jordan Whittington started to come into his own. He stayed healthy. They found ways to get him the ball. What are we going to wait for here? Game eight before you start doing these type of things? Those things have to be starting to to happen in the first quarter. You know, you you came out last week, threw the ball like three straight times for incompletion. You punted the ball. I mean, you got to, you got to, make these every play count in order to get out of this stat you've got to make all the plays count you got to scheme guys for eight yards like you said you gotta you know the running game is going to come I, I i think it's just there i think it's just a matter of the of the head coach and his play calling saying you know what let's let's do it hey we just ran for four yards guess what we can run again we can go back to back runs we can do that it's not it's, it's we don't have to you know we don't have to look down the field for quinn years to throw a pass if we just got four there's nothing we're giving it another shot, you know, putting ourselves in, in third and threes, third and twos, where we can still pass or run. You know, they just got to get hard-headed at some of the things that they want to do. And I don't know if this coach is hard-headed enough that he doesn't have to feel like we need to be balanced. Because he talks a lot about we have to be balanced. Well, every coach wants to be balanced. But if you have something that you're really riding and it's riding pretty good, I think you got to stick with it a little bit. Yeah, I think of the late, great Mike Leach, right? Like, oh, Yeah. He knew he didn't have to be balanced. He, his team was throwing it 75% of the time, but sure. he had some of the best offenses in modern college football during his heyday at Texas Tech. Like, he didn't give a shit if they ran the no. ball at all in a game. They could have thrown it 70 times in a game as long as they were putting up points and winning. He didn't care. So, yeah, I mean, this this uh, this offense has to be better. And you brought up, you know, third and shorts. There's another stat. And I, once again, we won't go too analytical here. And apologies if this is uh, too much. I, I don't even like all of this data, but I think it does tell a story with what this uh, offense has been through these three games. There's another stat kind of in the middle of the page where it says percentage first mm-hmm. on first and second down. Texas ranks 125th in the country. That means they're not having success on first down. Like that's Sark talked about that on Monday too. Like that's a huge problem with this offense. They're not having success early in games. But they're also not being good early on early downs, I should say, either. And that's you get into this you throw third three long. You throw three incompletions in a row to start your football game and, and try to wake people up and get them involved in the game. Yeah. When they're incompleted. No, give your run game a little opportunity there. Have it have some success in the run game 
where the, you can you can have some consistency even in your pass game. But when you come out and your quarterback's not ready to set his feet early in a football game in the first three throws, hell, you're almost you're you're. It's like let's now we're gonna have to get it. Now we're gonna have to try to do this again in the second series. Maybe we can't run the ball in the second series. You know why? Because we haven't got our quarterback ready because we decided to throw the ball three straight times, you know, and yep. he wasn't quite up. He wasn't quite ready. His footwork wasn't quite there yet. So in order to get him, because you've got to get him going. So in order to get him going through the course of the first three or four series, BK, it's almost like we've got to throw the ball in order to get our quarterback and get his feet right and get his mind right. Whereas if you turn around and handed it off for four, you know, maybe the next down you could throw it, or maybe the next down you can turn around and hand it off again. Now everybody's that, – that first down chain moves, the crowd is going, your team is moving down the field. I mean, there's other ways to, to get, get out of those stats besides throwing the football. Yeah. And when, that, when the throwing game or when you jump off sides and you're behind the chains, that sucks. I mean, I mean it happened last week. That, that was I – mean, I'm just – that was the one you've got to give this team that coming off of that I – mean, I know it's – we always talk about championships and you've got to play to a championship level – and that wasn't up to our standards and all that stuff. But if they were going to have a game where they were going to sleepwalk a little bit, it was last week. And they still won the game by almost three touchdowns. I mean, come on. I mean, they. what do you do? I mean, it, it's hard to – yeah, you want to be a championship-level team, but you're also – the game is played with humans. This is not that little vibrating board that you play with as a kid where the little men run all around the place. Yeah. It's different. There, there are emotions in this game. And if there was going to be it, it was last week. And so I'll give them that. And they still came back in the fourth quarter and ran the ball down the throats of Wyoming. They did what they needed to do to win the game. But on a cons- when it comes to stats and those stats that you're showing, you come to the end of the year and you're there, you're going to have two losses somewhere. You said you were playing with vibrators as a kid. Did no, I hear that right? No, vibrating men. You're, oh, you're, vibrating you're men. way past that. You're way past. You didn't have those, those games. That's how we played football. That was the little game. And the little men that looked like a little army men would move around with the vibration of the board, and they'd move forward, sideways, backwards. They never went straight, really. They always kind of went sideways. So you yeah. never gained any yards. It's like this offense. I wasn't playing with vibrating men as a kid. I'm not playing with any <laughs> men's vibrators as an adult either. Oh, wow. <laughs> like you, man. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's – thank God this Texas defense exists. Uh, I, I wonder, yes. Buck, let me ask. let me ask you this. Would you feel confident in Texas – in a shootout right now, like it, it, there's going to be a game where this defense just doesn't look like it's looked through these first three games. Like that's just, that's how it's going to work. Somebody offensively is going to figure something out against this Texas defense to where they're, they're probably going to give up at least 30, if not more than that in a game. It happens to great defenses just about every year where they have one bad week and oh, sure. you need your offense to step up in a shootout to find a way to win. Do you have confidence? Like, if Texas's defense has a letdown at some point in conference play, do you feel good enough about this offense being able to put up 40-plus to go out and win you a football game? I do. I, I do. I think that's that second game that I talked about, Sark having to win for his football team. That's coming. That's going to be here. He did. I, I gave him the Alabama game. I said, that's all about you, Coach. They, everybody executed what you needed to have done. Your, your players did all the things that you had talked about. Whatever you, whatever you guys had practiced before and talked about, when you were thinking about playing Rice and you really were playing for Alabama, you executed it and you executed guys open. They made plays. You're going to have to do it twice. So he's done it once already. There's another one coming up, uh, like you said, 
and I think he can do it. I think I think they'll find a way to get that done on that given day. I hope I just hope it's not this weekend. It should not be this weekend against no. Baylor. There shouldn't be a game. This should not be a game where we come back on Monday and say that was the head coach that won the game. This should be the team that wins this game. They're just better. They're better. They yeah. are a lot better than this yes. Baylor team. But there, there'll be a time. There'll be, you know, that game when the commissioner's here in 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 November at Thanksgiving time. That'll be one of them. That'll be a that'll be a real physical game where that group will throw and the defense will slide possibly a little bit. Obviously, there's TCU because we know what happens with TCU. You know, it's hard to beat them no matter what. Where the, but I think the coach still has one more game that he'll have to win for this football team where he just calls plays. Oh, my God, this guy's wide ass open. How did that happen? Well, Sark made it that way. And the guy's executed simple plays like catch the ball, walk into the end zone. That guy's wide open. Hey, look, there's Sanders. It's not the defensive tackle catching the ball 20 yards down the field. That's truly your tight end wide open down the middle of the field. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about jump balls on sidelines and things like that. You know, we're talking about Xavier Worthy being wide open, not because they just they outran everybody. It's just that coach schemed it up that way, and there he is. So I think he'll do that again. I think I, I feel confident that they can get, get that done. But the consistency of some of the little stuff that you're saying right now I think they're just better than the teams they're going to be playing. They're better than Baylor. Right. Well, we know what this team is capable of. And we saw it in Tuscaloosa. And we know this is not the best Alabama team of all time. But still, Texas did something in Tuscaloosa that teams just don't do in Tuscaloosa. So, I don't even think Texas played an A-quality game, right? Like, they no. left a few points on the table. They could have won that game by 14, 17, maybe even 21 yes. if they had done everything right. But still, even not playing their very best they were able to beat Alabama at Alabama. So yeah. we know what this team is capable of. We know what this coach is capable of. Like you said, those plays where he was scheming guys open left and right against that Nick Saban defense, we know Sark has some stuff in his bag that he can pull out that, hey, can make defenses miserable. We saw it when he was at Alabama, and we've seen it at times, not as often as we would like, but we've seen it at times at Texas. So if Texas plays its best football or anything close to it, then they're not going to have – much trouble no. in this big 12 and we're not going to be having conversations like this but the problem is in the majority of games we've seen this year two of three small yes. sample size but the majority of the games that have been played this texas offense defense has been fine the texas offense has been underwhelming and that that gives me some sort of pause like okay what happens when these other teams in the big 12 do what rice did successfully and they right. do what wyoming did successfully is Texas able to make things happen quick enough to where, okay, they're not behind and having to come back late in the fourth quarter? Because, you know, against Alabama, hey, that was a, a close game in the fourth quarter. They were down by three. Uh, against Wyoming, they were tied in the fourth quarter. Okay, what happens if the offensive struggles and the defense also isn't playing well through the first three quarters and you're down by a couple of touchdowns because of it? Like, we haven't seen that yet from Texas. So that's what worries me if this offense keeps getting off the slow starts if they get behind in the second half of one of these games, do they have enough juice to uh, to overcome that? Well, I, I know one thing for sure is my, my thoughts on losing a guy like B. John Robinson where there are a lot of others said, oh, no, no, we're going to miss him, but we really still have a stout running back room. You don't have a stout running back room like when that guy was here. That is a gener generational player. That's not just somebody that comes along. You know, everybody's got one. You know, if he's not at Texas, he's at some other school running the football. No. You don't get those guys. They don't just come along. 
I mean, that, that takes a while for you to, to get that type of player. And I know, and I, I think they wanted CJ Baxter to be that guy, but that dude is hardly making it through a game without being banged up. I mean, we're talking about a player that was making guys miss in the hole two at a time when they're and making big plays. I'm not talking about, and I'm, and you hear me talking about, you know, turn around, hand it off, get a four yard run. That guy was making 20 yard runs, 15 yard runs out of nothing. Yep. And the stuff not even being blocked, just him himself, you know, spinning and, and cutting and making people miss. He was making things happen, BK, to keep you out of these stats when nobody was even blocking anybody. Well, my and thought so you was miss him. you miss that dude. You really do miss that guy. I mean, I think everybody knew we were going to miss Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson too, right? Like if Both just Bijan yeah. left and Texas still had Rojo, then okay, this run game would it be as good as it was the last couple of years? No, but would it be better than what we've seen? Yes, absolutely. I figured there'd be a step back from the run game, but I figured where the run game decreased a little bit, the passing game was going to increase to overcome that, and it it just hasn't. Like Obviously, fourth quarter against Bama, it did. Third quarter against Rice, it did. I uh, think fourth quarter against Wyoming, it did. But that's, you, that's yeah, you quarters. and I talked about yeah, we talked about it yesterday. I think you have to get some others some chances, some opportunity. If that's your room that you have your best players in, others need opportunities in there. If guys are just okay, give somebody that may be able to shine an opportunity to do it. I mean, we, we talked about that yesterday. There are other guys in that room that may be able to to go inside, get open where the quarterback says, oh, he's wide-ass open. Let me get the ball to him. And then they catch it. I mean, there, there are guys that, you know, young guys that are going to – you're going to have a drop every once in a while by a wide receiver. I, I understand that. Not everybody's perfect. I don't I don't get it. I mean, all you have to do is catch the damn ball. You can fall down or at least catch it. But you're going to have to give guys who have unbelievable talent an opportunity to get it and go with it. You need to make some big plays. You need to have more than one guy at wide receiver who's a big play guy. You know, you, you just do. I mean, one that that one dude can't be the only guy in the most skilled position uh, on your football team be that guy. That's it. You can't. You got to have more than one. All right. Well, I, I know they do. I know they do. They just have to find ways to get those yes. guys to football more effectively than they have to this point. Like, but I don't see BK. I don't see Sark having to coach his way out of three or four games in the Big Twelve. He's just going to be better than some teams. And that defense, they're not going to have but maybe one of those games that you talk about. You know, th this defense, with the exception of last week, I was very disappointed in the way they let them run down the field. That Wyoming team may have never even scored without that, that long drive and that long run by that kid. If they stuffed their asses like we thought they would stuff them, and we knew they were wow. hard and rough next, I mean – you, there's no time that team may have not even scored a t not a point in the football well, they gave up 10 points i'm not like I, yeah. obviously that long run sucked and you don't want to give up 10 minute drives but right. they did hold them to a field goal at the end like you, you give up 10 points you win 100 of your games so yeah. that's the defense to me of, of course like, like th those couple of plays don't happen then yeah texas pitches a shutout but i won't be critical of the defense for giving up 10 points ever they, they like they do that against a high school well, maybe I'd be mad if they did that against a high school, but any Division One FBS team and that Wyoming team who had some success against Texas Tech a couple of weeks prior, like that's that's fine. You You're give starting up to count Texas Tech as like a real live football team. What is wrong with you? Why are you acting like that's a team? That's not a football team. Your mark, you? That no, that's not that's not real football. Hey, your mark's gonna keep putting money into that program, and he's gonna make sure he's paying the refs off. To <laughs> he, he, keeps money, he keeps putting his cash into that program. Really? Yeah. 
He is uh, the Double T Foundation is actually funded by Brett Yormark himself. He's, I need he's, him to put more money into the Houston Cougars, although oh, they have enough money. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the Cougs are no longer in the Big 12. We've decided that Rice has replaced That's true. Houston. And maybe we should do that all year long. Any, uh, I guess non-conference play is over, but uh, any non-con team that beats a Big 12 team gets to replace that team in the yes. Big 12. So welcome, Wyoming. And uh, welcome, Texas State, and welcome, Rice. Welcome, to- Texas State. That's right. <laughs> to the you- conference. We haven't forgot that what Texas State did to Baylor yet. It is a Thursday. Can, can Understandably, Texas State was firing on all cylinders. Or what? more than anything, they were firing on the physical cylinders. Yeah, they beat, the, they beat the shit out of Baylor, dude. Man. Like that, that it was embarrassing. And – you know, it was kind of a perfect storm. Matt Mosley, who hosts the radio show at ESPN Central Texas, was on with Chip and Zay yesterday. And I'll cut some of this stuff up for tomorrow's show and for the pregame as well. Um, but he said that it's kind of a perfect storm, right? New coach at Texas State. So weren't exactly fired sure. Up, fired up. Yeah, and you weren't exactly sure what he was going to do. And Texas State was like Colorado, right? Like Colorado had the most transfers this year. I think Texas State was second in terms of players they got out of the portal. So it was just like, well, th- there wasn't a lot of film on those guys for Baylor to work with. And then give G.J. Kinney credit. I mean, he, he picked apart. There was one guy on that Baylor defense who I don't think starts anymore, uh, but they just picked him apart. Like, they went after that dude on every single play. It's like, over and over and over. To wherever this linebacker is, <laughs> we're, we're running it towards him. Yeah, wherever this linebacker is, whoever he's covering, we're throwing it to him. Like, it was a, a coaching masterpiece by gj kinney in texas state um so you know that was a part of it but look baylor was a four touchdown favorite that that's not an excuse for baylor like they got punked on their home field as a 28 point favorite against texas freaking state so yeah no i did not forget that i mean that that game was a blowout that was not a fluke texas state went into waco and dominated baylor so that should give you hope that texas which obviously has better talent than texas state Sorry, Bobcats. Although I should number have to three in the that. nation, they're ranked number three. Number yeah. not number fourteen, number eighteen. Yep. They're ranked the third best team in college football. Yeah, they should be able to do what Texas State did and then some. Yeah, on uh, on Saturday night. So, all right, we'll get back more into this game a little bit later. But let's give some love to some of our great sponsors. Buck, we'll start with us some feet today. Our friends at Texas Orthopedics. Yeah, I love the folks at Texas Orthopedic, Dr. Christopher Danny and Chris Stockton. They've been there for quite a while, and they're fantastic surgeons. Now, they're the experts for sure. Now, when it comes to uh, uh, physical offer, they over- offer comprehensive uh, for surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for adults and children also. So if you've got youngsters that got those bad ankles, those bad elbows, get them over there and see them. Uh, they also do this joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. As I said, Christopher Danny, of course, Chris Stockton, they are surgeons there. I coached uh, Christopher Danny over at the University of Texas, and their goal is to get you back into good health and great quality of life. And, folks, it's not always about having to have surgery or knee replacement like I did, but when the time comes that that has to be, you want to go to the folks at txortho.com. Texas Orthopedics is one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. As I said, for more information on surgical and non-surgical procedures, go to txortho.com. 
Yeah, I guess orthopedics are more than just the feet. I don't know what I'm thinking feet about. and elbows, knees. They got everything. Necks, backs, the whole works. They've got you covered. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics and shout out to our friends at Altstadt Brewery. The best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas is Altstadt Beer. It's easy to find, too, wherever you buy your beer. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine. They've got it all. And if you're hitting the town, maybe tonight for the Thursday night football game or this weekend for any of the great football we've got on deck, make sure you're asking your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, servers, whoever for Altstadt Beer. And, hey, it's a road game this weekend. If you're looking for something to do, how about a trip down to the Altstadt Brewery in Fredericksburg, right in the heart of the beautiful Central Texas Hill Country. This place is massive. So much to do. You get plenty of beer samples along the way. They've got a German-style restaurant, an outdoor beer garden. It is the perfect trip for the beer drinkers in your life. Go to their website, altstatbeer.com, for more information and to plan your next trip. It is Altstat Beer. No impurities, no regrets. And how about a recorded spot, Buck, from our friends over at Audio Visual Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Oh man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations has been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants with incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop. Watch a game with your friends. And make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid. Shout out to Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations for giving us a 75-inch LG 4K LED TV to give to you people. That's right, which is fabulous. That's right. Remember, Tom McKay's got all that Sonos equipment, y'all, and it's stored. It's not. It's not on back. It's not on backlog. He doesn't have to wait six weeks to get it. So when you get your TV and you're ready for Tom McKay to come and and put it in for you, he's got it all right there for you. There's no waiting around for anything, nothing that he has you have to wait for. Nope, nope. They're the best in the business. Yeah, don't go to the big box stores. Just call Tom McKay. Call AV Consultations, and you'll get everything you need. All right, Buck, how about uh, an update to your Heisman watch? You want to get into that right now? Yeah, let's get that going. Okay. All right, listen, uh, I'm going to stay with the, the former Heisman Trophy winner from last year. Caleb Williams, I think he still is number one. There's no doubt in my mind. But from that point on, I'm going to have it starts, it's going to start shaking up here a little bit. And I'm going to stay with the kid from North Carolina, May. I think he's still going to be number two. And that's the way I'm thinking Vegas is looking at it. Those two guys are one and two. But Deion's son, I'm putting him now at, at number three. The weekends that he's having, just in his ability to lead his football team and the way they're winning games and the numbers that he's throwing up, I put him at number three. I put J.J. McCarthy because they're undefeated and they're my sleeper. 
<laughs> of course, my sleeper team at Michigan. Yeah, the number, number two four, team in the country is. And they uh, bring back and their head and their head coach returns and they're playing Rutgers this week. Yeah, huge game. Wow, upset alert for Michigan. Yes. Wow, tough one. And then I put. Um, this should be this kind of is my guy besides quitting yours, but Sam Hartman. They have a big game this week at Notre Dame. They're undefeated. They play Ohio State. So I have him right now at number five, which means if he can beat Ohio State and have, have a 300-plus yard game, he's moving up. I mean, he may move up as far as uh, sending the kid May from North Carolina out of there at number two and putting Sam Hartman in there. He's just – I mean, people are just talking about how good this kid is and how the difference that he's made right now at Notre Dame. So I've got him at number five right now. I have Quinn Ewers as number six. Uh, Tra- uh, Jordan Travis is number seven. They're under, they're just escaped, obviously Boston College, but they've got a big game against Clemson this weekend. Put him into the national, uh, into the national front. And Bo Nix and Sanders they play together. So I got Bo Nix is like seven. I just put Bo Nix in there because they're undefeated, undefeated, and they'll play Colorado this week. And if he puts up big numbers against a team that's getting a lot of play on TV and all over the country, if he puts up big numbers, I think he gets thrown into the into in the thick of things. But the thick of things with these quarterbacks, if you're looking at the top five or even top six, it's just they're all a game away, a big game away. It's like Sam Harmon. He's a big game away of really, really moving up. And I have him at number – I think I had him at number number five. But if yeah. he goes out and throws against Ohio State, you know, and, I mean, Caleb Williams, that, he's going to stay there because they're going to – dude, he's going to have numbers every week no matter who he plays. Because their their defense is going to stink, so he's going to have to throw it eighty times. So he's always going to have big numbers. Well, yeah, he's going to have big numbers regardless. I mean, their defense has played a little bit better as of late, but he's a freaking monster. So his numbers yes, will is. be good. He's going to be the quarterback taken no matter what happens this year. Oh, he, he yeah, he could opt out the rest of the season. Right, he could get hurt and not play another snap this season, and he's going to be one one in next year's NFL draft. There's no doubt about that. Um, no, Michael Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback. Yeah, if I was going to put him down there, I still would have him. I, I wouldn't still have him in the top five right now. Okay, I would think he would be that six and below. You know, six, seven, and eight to me is it's all about the same. I mean, he would be six, seven, or eight with me still. Okay, all right, I like that and list. The best thrower of the long ball right now in college football. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. is playing some damn good ball right now no one's talking about washington man but that team obviously texas fans we got to see them in the alamo bowl last year and they played pretty well in that game and it was a double digit win season for kalen DeBoer in his first year up there in seattle and they brought just about everybody back from that high-powered offense and a lot of that defense returned as well and they are uh legit they're top 10 team in the country i know michigan state's going through some stuff right now thanks mel tucker Thank Keep you it in your Tucker. pants next time, guy. <laughs> really. uh, but, I mean, for them to go into East Lansing and beat the brakes off of Sparty the way that they did, and Michael <laughs> Penix Jr. was damn near perfect in that game. I mean, that was that was freaking ridiculous, dude. So, they've yeah, got and, – And you know who else can, can pop up because of a big game this week is Kate Klubnik. I yeah. mean, he has an opportunity on, on, on the national spotlight game with the Clemson versus Florida State. Oh. I mean – he can jump into that 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 race too with a big game. He'd have to have a monster game because his first game was not very good. So he would have to have a monster. But if he has a monster game against that Florida State defense, you know, and Jordan Travis doesn't have it, just has a 
a good game. Clay Kate Plubner could jump right back in there too. Dude, this is such a good weekend. It certainly is. Of college football. Like there's no such thing as a bad college football weekend, right? We love it. We're going to yep. watch all Absolutely. of the games all of the time regardless. Like last weekend on paper, not that great. You had no ranked versus ranked matchups in week 3. Now you had some close games, right? Georgia got a little bit of a scare from South Carolina. Florida State got their scare from your Boston College Eagles. Texas was tied going into the fourth quarter That's against right. Wyoming. So it's not like there was no drama or uh, fun stuff to talk about from last week. But on paper, going into last Saturday, not a lot to write home about. Uh, I might actually write a letter for the first time ever. A handwritten letter? Yeah, just write home because these games are so damn good this weekend. Or you're just going to type it out. I'm a handwritten guy. There you go. Good Every job. Every once in a while, I still uh, – I, I need to relearn cursive. I got to get one of those little Oh, kids. I love it. I don't think they teach cursive to the kids anymore. No, they just teach finger doing. You know, they don't nobody, – nobody's teaching any kids how to write a letter. They're teaching kids how to finger? What? No, punctuation marks and all that stuff. They let the, they let the computer do it for them now. Oh, they yeah. do that stuff. Oh, yeah. But the games this weekend, Buck, you talked about a couple of them. Florida State at Clemson. Oh, yeah. Colorado at Oregon. A couple of Heisman candidates in that game. Yes. That quarterback, you know, with Travis Hunter getting hurt, you kind of feel like his Heisman campaign it's is done. probably done. Yes. Sucks. UCLA at Utah. Ole Miss at Alabama. Hey, Bama didn't look great last weekend. Okay, how do they look against a ranked team? Are they going to lose back-to-back home games under Nick Saban? Wow. Is that about to happen? You've got that game. That's Chipping coming to town. UTSA at Tennessee. It's not ranked versus ranked, but I, I do wonder, considering how awful Tennessee looked last week, if uh, meet meet the Roadrunners could go in there and make something happen. Oregon State at Washington State. Obviously Oregon the big State's one. Pretty good. Both yeah. teams are good. Both teams are ranked. Ohio State, Notre Dame. There's your top 10 matchup. Iowa, Penn State, North Carolina, Pitt. Like that, it, there's a lot going on this weekend, man. It is a great Saturday for college football. So if anyone's trying to get you to do anything two days from now, no. tell them you're sick, tell them you've got COVID, swine flu, Y2K, mad cow disease. Oh, yeah. Give a damn. Make an excuse. Tell to them you got syphilis. Oh, my God. Yeah. Devo Lance Jason says it. There are six must watch games this Saturday. You might be rounding down, my friend. Like that's, uh, this is a great slate. All right, tell me what Vegas is saying against my Heisman picks right now. All right. Tell me where they have win yours, please. Dude, I I can't believe this. So maybe these odds have changed since Monday, but these are from this Monday. So obviously after everything that happened in week three of college football, Caleb Williams still the favorite. No surprise there. Season favorite. He's been the favorite throughout this process. He's 15 to four right now. Number two. On the Heisman odds. Quinn Ewers. How's that possible? I have no idea. I have no idea. After what happened last week and what happened against Rice, I mean, look, everybody, people don't have Longhorn Network, Buck, so I guess the folks in Vegas didn't see how bad Quinn Ewers played against Wyoming on Saturday. The last thing most people saw was what he did against Nick Saban. Dude, one of the most Vegas watched. doesn't make those kind of mistakes. Well, I, I wouldn't bet on Quinn Ewers right now. That's for damn sure. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. at Washington is number three. I, I think he and – hell, I don't think Ewers should be number three either, but I think Penix Jr. should definitely be ahead of Quinn. 
The Sharp Man, Sam Hartman, number four, right. seven to one. Shador Sanders at Colorado, 12 to one. He's fifth. Then I'll run through a few more. Jordan Travis at Florida State. Bo Nix at Oregon. J.J. McCarthy for Michigan. Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback. The ninth best how, odds. How big will that right game be in a couple of weeks? Well, Oklahoma has looked really good. Now, they haven't played anybody, but uh, Dylan Gabriel's been playing at a ridiculous clip. He played yep. a damn near perfect game last weekend against Tulsa. Tulsa, but... Uh, yeah, he's he's been impressive so far. And then Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, number 10. So it's all quarterbacks right now. Travis Hunter falling off. I don't even see his name anywhere. He might be off the board right now because of that injury. Yeah, yep. he is off the board right now. But the, the top 10, all quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, your favorite right now. Still, no surprise there out in the desert. Yeah, I, I mean, I – I mean, the only the only one that I don't really have that that I screwed up with is Michael Penix Jr. That's he's got to be. You're right. He's he's probably in the top five. I'm gonna have to make some adjustments, and I'll make those after he plays the Buffs this week, probably. No, they're not playing the Buffs. That's Bo Nix playing. Oh, Bo Nix, yeah. Bo, well, Bo Nix will get. Bo Nix will have. Bo Nix has been playing pretty well, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was in the top ten, and he's awesome at home. Yes. He, when he was at Auburn, he was awesome at home. When he's been in Eugene, he's been awesome at home. And that Colorado-Oregon game is at Austin Stadium yes. this weekend. So, yeah, Bo, Bo Nix. I mean, look, Colorado State was able to move the ball a lot against that Colorado defense last week. And no Travis Hunter, who's one of the best players on that Colorado defense. So, uh, yeah, now Bo Nix might put up some numbers now, and he might elevate himself. Hell, both quarterbacks could elevate themselves, but obviously the winner of that game, you would think, moves up while the loser probably moves down. Well, the, these, uh, the, the dude's uh, going to elevate himself is if Sam Harmon because they are going to beat Ohio State this weekend. Wrong team favored? Yeah, that's right. Okay. At home, Notre Dame's winning that game. They, they've they got a little bit of everything, BK. They run it. They've got that offensive line that, you know, when we talked about that, when, when Griff was talking about that the other day, when he talked about the offensive line, he said, you know, Notre Dame's got one of those kind of lines. Notre Dame has had those kind of linemen and linemen over the last, it seems like, 10 years at Notre Dame. So, to me, that's nothing new with the offensive line at Notre Dame. Now, they've, no. got, a, they've got a thumper, a big back, and they've also got a guy, a small guy. But it's that guy at quarterback right now that's making it all go. I mean, I think he's tremendous. Yep, he is. He is. That's the big addition for Notre Dame this year. He's the best quarterback they've had in a while. And, yeah, the sharp man off to a tremendous, tremendous start. It's weird. It's a weird Ohio State team. Like, when you think Ohio State under Ryan Day and under Urban Meyer, you think offense. I mean, they, they put up yes. 40 to 50 points every single week. They're not really doing that this no. year. McCord at quarterback played better last weekend, but for the most part, you know, struggled in his first year as the starter that defense has been amongst the very best in college football. So, yeah, you know, normally you think Ohio State, Notre Dame, you're like, well, Ohio State's offense is the strength, Notre Dame's defense is the strength, right. and we'll see. Kind of the opposite this year. Notre Dame's defense has been good, and Ohio State's offense has been fine, but uh, it's it's uh, like Ohio State's defense is the strength right now, and Notre Dame's offense is the strength right yeah, now. Yeah, I see that as a slobber knocker and a low-scoring game in the 20s between those two coming up on Saturday. Yeah. And that, believe me, and the Notre Dame faithful, that grass will be eight inches thick there at Notre Dame. Every place else, the, the sun is shining. You can't grow grass. You watch what happens there. They'll let it grow. Those guys from Ohio State will be like they're running in mud 
huh. against, against Notre Dame. That's a thing that uh, that teams oh, do. Always been a thing at Notre Dame. Interesting. Oh, they're a bunch of cheaters, huh? Are you kidding me? What are you saying about the Catholics? Those Catholic cheaters, they're not like the good Boston College, the wonderful folks up there at Boston College. That's right. Why do you, th- why do you think you guys lose all the time? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Come on now. <laughs> Up your game a little bit, guy. Come on now. Maybe if you were we cheating. Saved, you we saved that for basketball at Boston College. Oh. That's when we get our cheat on. Yeah, that's not working either. You got to <laughs> cheat a little better. If uh, you're cheating in college hoops at BC, you got to figure something out up there, man. Oh, man. Our guy Sal says they don't even play on grass anymore at Notre Dame. So. Are they gonna are they gonna bring out grass specifically? Are they gonna get the sod father from the Super the Bowl? Sod father's back to roll out a grass field, replace the turf just so Notre Dame could beat Ohio State. They're winning that game. Okay. I can't, I can't believe I'm rooting for the fighting Irish this weekend. God, I think that, I that am is, too. Like that that's, is not that, like that's, me. That's not that's, like me to to, to root for, you know. No matter who they play, I can't believe I'm 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 going to I am going to root. So they're sure to lose this week. That is, uh, I guess, the lesser of two evils, those two teams right there. Hmm. All right, so there's Bucky's updated Heisman Watch. We'll get another one of those next Thursday. Also, there are your Vegas odds right why now. Quinn yours, or why Quinn yours at number two? What, do they, are they just looking at team-wise and where this team can get to in the schedule from this point on? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Texas fans are excited, so they're betting on Quinn Ewers, so Vegas thinks they can make a quick buck. Right. Like a lot of what they do is just sure attracting people to place wagers on certain players or certain teams. So maybe that's a part of it there. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like he he has not played well. Like all I want for Christmas or Hanukkah is Quinn Ewers, Alabama to show up every week. Like that, that's what I want. Or Alabama Quinn Ewers. That's probably how I should word it. Can we get yeah. Alabama Quinn Ewers to show up every week? If that happens, then Texas might win a national freaking championship this season. But if Rice, Quinn Ewers, or Wyoming Quinn Ewers shows up, then Texas is going to lose a couple of games this season. And Well, so far we know he's pretty good on the road. So far as, as, this, as the new season, he plays better away from the state gym. He plays not, way better so far. I'm not ready to say that yet. I mean, I, no. I get it. The one road game was better than his two home games, but I remember him on the road last year. Maybe it's changed. Maybe that's a part of the maturation of Quinn Ewers. But right now I'm ready to say Quinn Ewers looks great against Alabama. I'm not sure how he looks against anybody else. Hell, Oklahoma last year was great. Maybe you could say he looks great against Alabama and Oklahoma. Maybe against teams that wear crimson, he looks great against. Hell, he played well against Kansas last year too. Although Texas just kind of ran the ball all over Kansas, but Kansas has some crimson in their color scheme too. Like maybe he just hates the color red. Maybe he just gets up <laughs> for those games. You just got to imagine that every team you're playing against wears red. Maybe that's what we need for Quinn Ewers. Uh, but last year on the road, he stunk. Saturday, it's a test to see. All right, now nah, is this a new version of Quinn Ewers to where, hey, he and Coach Sark, because Texas was bad uh, in year one without Quinn Ewers under Steve Sarkeesian in games away from DKR. Uh, Is this different? Is this a different coach? Is this a different quarterback? Is this a different team? Saturday, I think, goes a long way into answering all. But but, but as you said, at one of these times, the defense is not going to play. I don't see that being this week against this this offense of Baylor's. 
No, no, no. Yeah, against their backup quarterback. So here, all right, here's an interesting stat. That's a good segue right there. And we'll get into some NFL and we'll have some fun. We've got uh, a ridiculous story out of Germany. Oh, no. We, we need no to more end. video. You don't have any flight video today, do you? Worse. It can't be worse than the flight video. No. It's worse. Yeah. Not a flight video, not an airport Are you looking video. At- <laughs> but it's bad. It is bad, huh? It is bad. We'll get to that a little bit later. But here's an interesting stat. So if you look at just the generic stats for Baylor quarterback Sawyer Robertson, who is their backup, but he will be playing against Texas this weekend because Blake Shapin is still out with his injury. Sawyer Robertson's numbers are not very good. 45% completion percentage, one touchdown to three interceptions. Uh, It's been pretty ugly, and Baylor's passing game has been pretty ugly this season. Hell, even when Blake Shapin was in, it didn't look great uh, against Texas State, but it's looked even worse with the uh, Mississippi State transfer Sawyer Robertson under center. I found this stat pretty interesting. Sawyer Robertson has the longest average distance of target of any Big 12 quarterback, which basically means Baylor throws the ball beyond 20 yards more than any other Big 12 team, and they throw the fewest screens or quick passes of any Big 12 team. So Baylor's been taking some shots now. Now, hey, since teams seeming to seem to be breaking tendency against Texas Uh-oh. and doing things that aren't on film, maybe that changes on Saturday. But Baylor, like, I don't know if that's a, a Sawyer Robertson thing. I don't know if that's a Grimes thing. I don't know what is going on. But Baylor is trying and failing more often than not of taking deep shot after deep shot after deep shot. So you think Texas and Sark does stuff like that. Baylor has been doing it more than any team in the Big 12 through a couple of games. Yeah, well, they better watch that quick out. I mean, if they're if they're going to change tendencies and start throwing the out, like last, last week with Wyoming, be careful. A couple ball hogs out there at cornerback love those outs. They love when you throw that out pattern and they time it up. So you got to be careful of that. So, yes – You've got to think that they're going to change some of their tendencies, but will Sark think that, or will he only think that on Monday when he tells you they did something a little bit different than I thought they were going to do? Yeah, well, that's that's where Sark's got to, and obviously that's been more of an offensive problem than a defensive sure, problem. Sure, it has. If Sark's got to throw out the script, he's got to throw out the script. Like, that that was his strength. That's been his strength as a head coach at Texas, but also at SC and Washington as well. And, hell, as an offensive coordinator, he's been one of the best – opening game scripters in the country. Yes, he has. But if teams are continuing to do stuff that you didn't prepare for, you can't just keep running with the scripts for those 15 to 20 plays. <laughs> you got to get gotta rid say, of that. Shit, I got to throw this script out, and I got to start adjusting right now. Like, I can't wait till halftime or wait till after the third quarter. Or wait till the, or the post game to tell you. Yeah, like, I got I to gotta adjust earlier, so – Look, I mean, obviously you come into the game with your script and you hope that the script works and you hope that the opposing defense is doing kind of what you expected them to do. But or you're just better than that group. You can't. Well, shit, Texas was better against Rice and Wyoming and the opening script still didn't work. So you've got to throw that out on the road at conference play. If the script ain't working, to hell with the script, man. That's right. Yeah, you got you to tell your team, you got to get everybody together and say, hey, guys, I know what we worked on in practice, but – here was they're our doing, first 15 plays, but we're not doing that. They're doing something different. They're doing something that we didn't expect, so we're not going to bang our head against the wall and just hope that uh, this stuff is going to work. No, we're going to switch things up, and it starts right now. So scrap scrap what we learned. Let's do all of this other stuff that we know can work. Like, that's that's what's, that, that's the vanilla-ness. That's not a word. 
But obviously, we've seen this offense look bland at times through non-conference play, and Sark was clearly saving some stuff for conference play. Okay, well, maybe he was saving that for conference play to where, hey, if the script ain't working, I'll throw the script out and we'll go off the script to open up these games because they can't continue to get off to these sluggish first-quarter starts and expect to run away with games late like they have. You have seen that defense at Baylor. You know you can run the ball against them. You know you can turn yeah. turn and hand it off. You can jet, you can outflank them. You can get anything you want in the run game. You, you really can against this defense. You should. And that should be a part of the script. But if that's not working, mix it up. If Baylor's putting eight in the box, which I don't expect them to, but if they are, mix it up. Find a way to make it work. But yeah, Baylor's got the second worst run defense in the Big 12. Like they're, they're awful. And the only team that's worse than them is Houston, who is god awful. And if Dana Holderson's buyout wasn't as big as it is, they'd fire that guy midseason. And hell, they, they might still fire that guy midseason, even though the buyout is pretty ridiculously high right now. Yeah, so. I, I, it's time. It's 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 time to, you know, as I said, this is now you're in the championship run. You you're going to have to mix up what you do too. I mean, it, it can't be everybody else that's changing on you. You're going to have to change on them too. I mean, they they all watch film. They all get together. They have defensive coordinators that may not be as skillful as the ones that you have and make as much money, but they study film too. Yep. And when, when they're not going to, as I said before, teams aren't going to let you with your athletes, just slap them around, slap them in the face, and run the same thing against you and say, okay, they won't be able to block us. They've seen this on film, but my guys are more physical than their guys. They're not going to do that to you. No, They're not going to let you just beat them. And there are actually some teams that are in it to win it against you. They're not just there to collect a paycheck. And now you're in your conference play. They're all in it to win you, to win it because they have had success against you before. So they're going to go, they're going to get after you. They're not, nobody's here to just get to be a, you know, just to be a targeted from this point on. Yep. And Texas has lost its last two games in Waco. The last Longhorn win at McLean Stadium came in 2017. And I saw yesterday that Baylor is expecting a record crowd. Of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. Texas yeah. is number three in the nation. Think of this. They're not number 12. They're not where they started. They're number three. They're and a couple spots away from being the number one team in the nation. They, there's no, there's you can't go sleepwalking on anybody now. Nope. This is the Alabama game for Baylor. Like yes. Texas put a lot of stock into that Alabama game. It was clear and obvious. Uh, hell, Baylor, Dave Aranda said it in his press conference on Monday. Like he and that program and that fan base has put all sorts of stock. I mean, they've gone all in, chips to the center of the table for this Texas game this weekend. So it may have ought to have done that for. The Bobcats. <laughs> Maybe uh, they should have done that when they played against. That's right. Green Hall got them. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on now. Hey, the text line 512-222-9328. If you're listening on the app and you want to chime in, 512-222-9328. Texter says, Quinn only seems to shine when the lights are the brightest. He tends to stink otherwise. Yeah. I mean, that Quinn's got to sleepwalk less. It's the whole team, yeah. but, you know, the quarterback gets – more focus, rightfully so. It's just how football works nowadays. Uh, the quarterback's got to up his game, and he's got to stop playing down to his competition too because, unfortunately, that has marred the career of Quinn Ewers here at the University of Texas. That's why I asked you, is Vegas – what's wrong with Vegas? Have they been overindulging or something with him as number yeah. two in their Heisman watch? I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope they're right. I hope Quinn Ewers is in oh, New I York. I would love that. That would be incredible. 
Yeah, yeah, it would be. But uh, obviously, he's got to put together a string of quality performances, and he can't just be on one week and off the next. And if he's only good against good teams, well, that's a problem in this year's Big 12 because there's not a lot of good teams. <laughs> no, not no. a lot of good teams. All right, let's uh, give some love to a few of our great sponsors here. Bucky, you and I will be out at Covert Bee Cave this Saturday for yes, our will. pregame show. And hey, if you're looking for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, there's no better place to go than our friends at Covert Bee Cave. Yeah, 42 acres of beautiful hill country located out there in Bee Cave, Texas. Covert Bee Cave has all the new state-of-the-art auto dealerships carrying, how about this, seven brands. They've got Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and of course, Ram. And out there in Bee Caves, they do, they service all the GM models out there. For more information on their weekly sales and the weekly sales that you can get out there, the specials, go to covertbcave.com. Now, there's also Covert out in Hutto. Now, Covert, that's Covert Ford in Hutto and Covert Chevrolet out in Hutto. Now, also in Austin, they've got a Ford dealership along with a Lincoln. So they've, they've got it ever. They've got it covered from top to the bottom, and they've been doing it since 1909. So it is time for you to find new roads uh, to Covert BKs for sure out there, that new dealership. And we, like BK said, we will be there on Saturday. We thank the Covert family out there. We appreciate Dan, of course, General Manager Mike, Stacy, the boss Stacy out there who gets everything done for us. We do appreciate what they've done for us. And nobody beats a Covert deal, not now, not ever. And, hey, reach out to Cameron Colley. Get that dude out of bed. Wow, that dude's sleeping right now, I bet. One of the great salesmen over there at Covert Bee Cave. Cameron Colley, the son of Bruce Colley, the starting right guard for those San Francisco 49er teams with Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Won a couple of Super Bowls. Not too shabby. Cameron Colley, 512-648-1374. Wake his ass up. Call him. Text <laughs> Get up, Colley. Get out of here. I don't care. 512-648-1374. Go see our friends at Covert Bee Cave. Tons of beautiful cars on the lot out there, ready for you. And BK, I want to thank the folks over at Sue Patrick, Jay Willems over there. They've been doing it since 1975. They've got this incredible selection of Texas Longhorn apparel, collectibles, accessories, and more. And they've got tons of Texas uh, themed gifts. Christmas stuff is already starting to come out. I mean, really, Christmas stuff is, uh, yeah, that's right. You people, man. I know, got to get it done. So that stuff is out there ready for you. And they offer free shipping for online orders over $49 and of course free curbside and pickup as well. And there's parking galore over there on Burnett road. They're located at 5222 Burnett road and say hi to uh, the whole staff over there. When you're there, go to suepatrick.com and they've given us some nice polos as a matter of fact. And they are, I mean, they've got it all. Anything, anything, Texas, anything, anything, Texas themed, they have it just for you at Sue Patrick. So go to suepatrick.com and we appreciate those folks. No doubt about that. And shout out to our guy Ashish over there at 7-Eleven. He texted us yesterday. You saw that, me yesterday. I did see you pulling out of the 7-Eleven parking lot yesterday. Oh Get my, my hard God. copy. I was out running some errands yesterday and I'm driving by and I'm like, is that the buck right there? Why is he driving on the wrong side of the road? What's going on? Amnesia again? What's wrong with that guy? Get this old man off the streets, please. Uh, Now, we both love 7-Eleven. The Monterey Oaks location, close to both of us. That's the one we like to go to. Ashish runs that one. He runs a couple of other 7-Elevens throughout Austin. There's 7-Eleven all over the state of Texas. Get your Slurpees. Hell, get your coffee this morning as you're on your way to work. Uh, The snacks, the gas for your cars, they've got it all right there 
at 7-Eleven. They are your go-to convenience store. Fuel up for game day. By the way, as she said, he tailgates next to the fire the cannon ladies. Nice. Uh, story I was bringing up. Yeah, so uh, – Bring them a couple out. slurpees over there, Ashish. Oh, did you get your 7-Eleven pizza yesterday? What were you doing over there? No, I got the hard copy. That's right. The Austin American Statesman, the, the news is from two days before. So yesterday was Wednesday, so I was getting kind of Monday's thoughts or what was going on. But that's all right. I like to read. I like to, you know, further my education by reading hard copy. I don't like to sit around on a computer, you know. You know, I got the great relax the back. But that Austin American Statesman still going. We're still cutting down trees. We're still doing paper. So it's all good. Got my paper. I also saw the blue. What is it? Uh, USA Today, the blue, the color paper with the pictures and stuff. That was cute. They've got that there. And they've got your Dallas Morning News, BK, there. Oh, That's right. Yes, indeed. They've got them all. Buy that in Austin? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. The hard copy. Thank you for keeping the Austin American statesman alive. Only you (laughs) can keep newspapers alive, Buck. That's right. Remember that. All right. How about Thursday Night Football tonight? We've got the G-Men traveling west to the Bay Area to take on the 2-0 San Francisco 49ers. Saquon Barkley will not be playing for the Giants tonight. The Giants got punked by the Cowboys in week one. They were getting punked by Arizona in week two. They were down 28-7 to in the desert last week before a, it's hard to call it miraculous because I think they were playing against a team that was trying to lose, but a uh, big-time comeback for the Giants. They get the win in Arizona to improve to 1-1. One and one. But the Giants coming off of a playoff season. Hell, they won a playoff game last year. They had high hopes and expectations going into 2023. They have not lived up to them yet. They go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who, who look very, very good. They're 2-0. Uh, they beat the crap out of Pittsburgh in Week 1. And a nice road win. Hard to call it a road win. There were so many Niners fans in L.A. last week, but they beat the Rams by a touchdown a week ago. So the Niners 2-0, the Giants 1-1. This is a 10.5-point spread right now in favor of the home team. Any chance, Buck, that the Giants forget a win? They're they're not winning this game tonight. No. Any chance they can make this kind of interesting, or are we talking blowout city tonight? No, I don't like the hook on the on the hat. I don't like the I don't like the hook. I, I really don't. And I don't even know. I don't think that that's really going to matter because I think they'll win between 14 and 17 points tonight. Saquon Barkley. That means your quarterback is going to have to. They're going to have to have planned runs for the quarterback in order for them to have any ground game whatsoever. And you just paid Daniel Jones an awful lot of money to now make him a runner again, instead of a thrower. They barely have anybody to throw it to. But you don't want that dude against that San Francisco's defense. I don't think you want to do that. But they're going to have to in order to run the ball. They're going to have to have set runs for the quarterback. And a few of them. It's not going to be him just breaking breaking it down when the rush is coming at him. It's going to be, I mean, set runs because he's one of their more skilled runners. And I and you were right, BK, and and, and those. And I I will now admit that I'm wrong about the running back position. I mean, Saquon Barkley's hurt. Nick Chubb is hurt. Those guys are never going to get paid the way they think they're going to get paid. Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Taylor needs a place to land right now. I don't understand why he hasn't landed somewhere. Right now, you know, I mean, Kareem Hunt is going back to going back to Cleveland. Somebody's got to play for the. I mean, the Giants. They don't expect him to be back for a couple of weeks with this ankle. Remember, he had a high ankle sprain that kept him out about six or seven games. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, and 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 these running backs, no, I love them, but I can't pay them. 
Yeah. I just can't do it. It's just such a dangerous position, you know? I mean, and, and they, they carry too much. And, and with Saquon Barkley, his ankle injuries become like their knees. I mean, he misses a lot of games with those high ankle sprains. His sprained ankle, he must have big ankles or something. You know, I, he looks like a thoroughbred, but he's got ankles like a mule. So, I mean, <laughs> really, I, I just don't know. I, I guess you can't pay him. But somebody's got to pay Jonathan Taylors. Somebody's going to need some kind of running back. Yeah, well, speaking of running backs, your Vikings actually made a trade for a running back last night. I don't know if you saw this. They went and got Cam Akers from the Rams. Yes. Uh, Akers has not been that great. The young kid, Kieran Williams, out of Notre Dame has kind of become the number one tailback for the Rams. And the Vikings, doing like they needed some help in the running back room, they've struggled to run the football without Dalvin Cook. They went and got Cam Akers, but I think it was like a late-round pick swap. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers, former second-round pick. I think it was the two teams trading day three picks as part of the Cam Akers trade. So that just kind of goes to show you that Duda was a starting running back for a team going into the year is just yes. going for a day three swap. Like, there's your value for running backs right now. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's too bad. But, you know, when Saquon Barkley was taken so high by the Giants, I said, yeah, take him before you take a quarterback. I said, he's one of those guys that is just going to change the fate of your team. Instead, he's the guy who wants more money and plays less games. Yeah. And it's, just, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to watch because that guy is so talented, but it's just the nature of the position. Yeah, you just can't turn around. and ha- That guy has this, the pig skin. The pig skin is worth the bucks. And those guys on the other side, they'll do everything they can to make sure that when you're, when you get hit, that you stay down. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just do. And that's why I fear for Daniel Jones. You just paid that guy an awful lot of money. But in your game plan tonight, in order to move the ball at all, you're going to have to call call runs, you know, option kind of reads for that guy to get around Bozer and the rest of those guys. I don't like that for the – I don't like this for the Giants. I really no. don't. I don't – somebody's going to have to be a sacrificial lamb in that backfield, but it can't be your quarterback. No, no. I will say this. The Niners have struggled with running quarterbacks in recent years, so that's, I guess, a glimmer of hope for the Giants, but that offensive line is so bad, dude. So, so bad. I think everyone saw what the Cowboys did against that bunch, and I know the Cowboys' D-line is elite right now, but, I mean, the Giants' O-line had no chance against them, so you think about... uh, Nick and you Bosa. think the 49ers want to hear about how the how the what what the what the Cowboys did to the Giants oh. and not have a piece of that action tonight? Yeah, I mean Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, all of those dudes on the defensive front and the Giants are also banged up. I think they've got two starters out on their offensive line. So, yeah, San Francisco's defensive front going up against a banged up version of a bad offensive line. That's a scary scary thought for the Giants and Oh, oh forget the hook. T- don't worry about the 10. Don't worry about I was going to say, you, you, you said you're worried about the hook, and then you're like, the Niners are going to win by 14. Why do you care about the hook? Then? I don't care about the hook. No. no. No, I will say this. Well, no, this is not good for the Giants. Uh, the Giants' defense also stinks right now. Like, the 49ers' offense is awesome. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best players in baseball. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Brock sure. Purdy's been solid through a couple of games. He doesn't have to do that much to uh, lead that team to wins. The Giants became the first team in 45 years to allow at least 60 points before scoring for the first time in a season. Wow. So I guess that's an offensive and defensive stat for the Giants. Like, that's just how bad they were. Now, they had that crazy second half against Arizona where they came back to win that game. But, dude, they, you could not get off to a worse six quarters to open up a year than what the Giants did against the Cowboys and against the Cardinals. It it, it was a disaster, and 
all of the good stuff that people were saying about Brian Dable. And he was the coach of the year in the NFL and rightfully so. Yeah. It's you know how it works in New York, man. It's if they don't figure some things out there, they're going to be people calling for that dude's head already. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be tough. And and for the, the for the Jets fans, speaking of New Yorkers, for the Jets fans that had their hopes so high with Aaron Rodgers, now they've got to play against Belichick this week. Look out! Yeah. You know, if if Zach Wilson struggled against the Dallas defense, you know that Belichick knows all about this kid. It could be a miserable weekend for him. Just miserable. You know, I now he may not get sacked as much as he did when Micah Parsons trying to break his neck through the whole game, but that that Patriots defense is still pretty stout. And if there's a guy who can break you down as an individual player, it's Bill Belichick, and he knows enough about this kid at quarterback to make his day really awful. And the Patriots are road favorites against the Jets this weekend, even though the Pats are 0-2 and, and the Jets obviously are 1-1. One and one. They got that Monday night win against Buffalo to open up the year. Um, I think this is Zach Wilson's last stand. Like, if the Jets lose this game and Zach Wilson looks as bad as he looked against the Cowboys, then they they have to do something, right? Like they well, can't. They, they got to go get Kirk just... Cousins. They got to go get. They got. They got to make it. Yes, they need. Cousins. They need to have a real quarterback. Kirk Cousins. You're, Come on. Let's you're get rid this. of him. You don't yeah, like him anymore. I don't like him. No. No. Uh, We're gonna have to call. Where's Colt McCoy when they need you? Still a free agent, man. His phone's on. I'm sure he'll take that call if he gets it. Very surprised that they haven't made a move. You, as you said, this is it, right? They'll make a move after this week if it doesn't happen. It, this is the uh, it's week three, so this is a little hyperbole. I understand this, but this feels like a season-defining game for both teams, right? Because you can't let that defense just go along through the season and play defense the way they do, right? Yeah, for the Jets, like I know they have, they expect Rodgers to come back next year. He said as much, but they don't want to go through another Zach Wilson season because they're going to lose some guys this offseason. And you feel like if they have decent quarterback play, they can at least make it to the playoffs. They're not going to win a Super Bowl no. without Aaron Rodgers being there. But now with Aaron Rodgers, you don't know if that guy's going to win another Super Bowl. But like they, they've got to make a move if Zach Wilson struggles again. And then for the Patriots, if they lose, they're 0-3. They're 0-3. They're already 0-2. I told you the before the season, that was it for Belichick anyway. I told you this yeah. was last year. So. Well, they're already 0-2 for the first time since 2001. But don't they have some kind of streak going against the the J-E-T-E Jets, Jets, Jets? Don't they have some streak where they, they've got them like 12 straight times or whatever? Mm, I don't know. Maybe they do. I mean, they've they they, they, they owned the Jets. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that. Over the Bill Belichick era, <laughs> they have dominated the Jets. And everybody I, else. I don't remember. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding, but especially the lowly Jets. But, yeah, that's a, that's a big game. That's a Sunday nooner in the NFL. We'll talk uh, more NFL tomorrow as we uh, continue our football preview for this weekend. Uh, all right, a couple of shout-outs to a few sponsors before we get into whatever the hell is going on in Germany right now. Yes, uh, please. How about uh, the great chair you're sitting in? We gave a little bit of love to relax the back. They're going to be yes, giving away a $200 pillow as a part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. Thanks to relax the back for that. Thank hey, you, Jason. Techno gel pillow. I like that. Techno gel yes, pillow. Those, I don't know. You can't beat this pillow like the ones that you and I have been sleeping on for the last 15 years where you pound the pillow and it fits just right. This gel is cooling gel. You know how my pillow gets all warm and, and gooey, but it's my pillow. 
I don't. That's my pillow. I, I love don't know how pillow. your pillow gets warm and gooey because I've never <laughs> touched it and I don't plan on ever touching it. <laughs> but the folks have relaxed back, folks. Listen, I've been I've been needing comfort for my back for over 20 years now. And I, I definitely discovered relax the back. I needed it because I had thoracic back surgery, reconstruction of my thoracic back. But if you got lumbar problems, if you got neck and back and shoulder problems uh, or, or the thoracic, you've got to go and check out the folks at relax the back. They have office chairs, gravity recliners, and they've got everything that you need. Tempur-Pedic uh, mattresses. They've got the whole work stand up desk that our guy Trey Elling said he's got to have. He's got to have a stand up desk because he wants to give a speech so he can get that relax the back. And you can, too. And they've got great pricing over there. But you will recover. They have 35 years of expertise in this business. So go check them out. They're in BKs at the Hill Country Galleria across from Whole Foods and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck at Relax the Back. Love those folks. Still giving away a chair for that teacher of the semester. That's right. We need to start getting those in, too. I don't know. The semester... Are we just in the thick of things? We're right about in the middle, aren't we? Yeah. School-wise, yeah. So we want to make sure a, a teacher that is very deserving of one of those relaxed-the-back chairs, whether they're at, needed at their home or at school, because if you leave it at school, you know those kids are going to be sitting in it, spinning around, doing all the wild stuff that BK was no, doing. Oh, you can't yeah. sit in the teacher's chair. You're not allowed to do that? I don't get your ass sent to detention or sent to oh. the principal's oh. office, dude. Wow. All right, leave the teacher's chair alone, but we're going to give one of those away to a a, a wonderful teacher in our area right here as I've given out those wonderful tips for kids on Tuesday. Why is your pillow so gooey, man? I mean, it's my, it's just. I'm not sure I want to know, actually. It's like, you know, (laughs) come on, Mel. My pillow's like one of those deals that it's not just a stuffed goose down deal inside of it. It's like I put some of my clothes and stuffed it in there. And slept on it. it Did you? Just, I don't think so. You told me you were looking for a shirt the other day. Is it in your pillow somewhere? <laughs> Maybe inside of my pillow. But I've had that same pillow for 15 years. Now, I may need to try one of those relaxed the back pillows, but so far, it's mine. I'm used to it. I'm used to the way it feels on my head, on my back, on my neck. But these Tempur-Pedic deals, these Technogel pillows, you know, I'm not one for like a fine wine when I was drinking. I'm one for like a Mogan David you know, Strawberry Hill back in the day. <laughs> Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was oh, me. MD 2020. Oh, oh, no, 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 not that. Oh. You only needed one deal with the Mad Dog and you were done. Never to taste again. So, were yeah, a, I'm like that with my pillow. Were you a 40 guy back in the day? No. Malt, malt liquor action? One time. That was mm. on. That was after my mother got me a brand new secret squirrel you know trench coat i had to have this trench coat so i got this beautiful trench coat with 30 different pockets and everything for christmas and so i went over to the old pool hall and i drank like 32 ounce what was it uh what was the malt liquor um cold english no cold 45 i drank a cold 45 and bk i threw up all over that jacket i had i took it to the cleaners they couldn't get the stains out Oh. That was that was one of the only times my mother had put her hands up. My mother tried to beat me up over that jacket, and I was so loaded. I just kept, I just couldn't stop laughing when she was trying to slap me. Dude. And it was and that was the worst thing. That is the worst. Your old man can beat you with a stick, hit you with the belt, but if your mother slaps you, it's like, oh, you've done something critical here. If your mother raises her hands to you, 
you're in trouble. But dude, I drank that Colt 45 and she started to try to pound on me. I couldn't stop laughing. I, I mean, that, that was it. And I destroyed a beautiful, I, you know, I you sure it, it wasn't intentional because trench coats suck. You sure you want no, to move that off purpose dude, this to was, get rid of it? This had the lining for, for the winter time and it was nice for, you know, just as a raincoat. I had looked for that. I had begged for that jacket forever and ever. I wanted that trench coat. You know what? And I didn't, it wasn't a layaway. It was straight up cash. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those, oh, Bucky just bought a leather jacket. Oh, he's probably going to put it on layaway. And then you'd come every month and you tell the layaway girl, she'd be waiting. Oh, here he comes. You think he's got all the money he's supposed to have? And you walk up and say, hey, listen, I'll double it up next month. I'm like, no, no, no. This is, <laughs> this is, this is a gift from my mother. There was no layaway. And, dude, I threw up all over. I don't know what I ate, but it was at least a week's worth. Mm. I'll tell you what, if someone gives me a trench coat, I'm going to be pulling the trigger, forcing myself to throw up on that thing. No, so come on. <laughs> you never had a nice London no. phone. What? I also live in Texas. I've lived in Texas for like 90% of my life, dude. I don't need that. Oh, that's right. It doesn't rain until I call for it this Sunday. Get a rain jacket. What do you need a trench coat and 80 pockets for for <laughs> the rain? you got to have those pockets, man. What do you put in there? You, what is this like the Bobon State Farm commercial where you've got three little kids in there? I mean, what's going on? I was hiding everything. I would have, I would have all, my pencils and pens, everything. I rolled into high school with that bad boy on. Oh my god, that's why you were getting no tail in high school, dude. <laughs> I'm the king. Come on, man. Did you pull the uh, the Michael Scott? Have you seen that from The Office where he walks into Dunder Mifflin with a trench coat and then he's got. The zipper on his pants down and he's got his finger in there <laughs> no so he turns and he flashes it like it's you know no like no i did not melt tucker no i did not <laughs> that's uh that's a classic bit right there oh my goodness oh god all right so thanks to relax the back i'm sure they love all of that conversation <laughs> talking about them also thanks to uh, our friends at Centex Tickets, hey, another great item will be given away as part of our 5,000 sub sweepstakes. A pair of tickets to a Texas football game at DKR later this season. Not sure what game it's going to be yet, but I promise you we will have a pair of tickets to give to one lucky fan of Texas Sports Unfiltered. If you missed it, the video is posted on our channel. Just go to the Texas Sports Unfiltered YouTube channel. Click the video to find out how you can enter to win one of our great prizes. As of now, we've got 18 prizes we'll be giving away as a part of our 5,000 sub sweepstakes. And uh, I got a hunch we're going to get over 20 by the time the giveaway closes next Wednesday, the 27th. So we're giving you people plenty of time. I don't want to hear any excuses that I didn't see it. I didn't know about it. I didn't have the time. Now we're giving you all a week to enter into that sweepstakes so go find that video thanks to our friends at Centex tickets and hey if you're looking for tickets to the texas baylor game this weekend even though it's in waco you can find them at centextickets.com all right you got some you got some video for me today do you have some video because i look forward to the daily videos that you bring up the most disgusting things i've ever ever seen you know i don't go around looking for these on youtube or anything else i just don't I'm not a video guy. So that's why I'm making my own TikTok, TikTok videos naked in the garden. So that's the only time I'm viewing things. But you come up with some Danny's, and I'm pretty sure you got something else going on now. 
Yeah, well, don't give me the credit. Give the credit to some of the people that we have living in our world today. For uh, always <laughs> you don't just go up. out there and get these yourself. You're not no. flying Delta Airline trying to get these videos. No, I don't want to deal with the uh, mad shitter on that plane. That no, plane is you. out of commission. I want you to understand something. They put that plane out of commission. I don't know why they did, but that that thing's not flying any longer, probably. No chance. No chance you're right. There's a 100% chance that they just cleaned that plane up a little bit. And, and flew it the next day? It is back. Oh, yeah. Zero oh. doubt. Zero doubt in my mind. So we go to Germany for this story. This feels like a Florida type of story. But Florida it, man, Florida lady. Not. Do you remember our uh, our friend Toko? Fuck. Oh, yeah. A little blast from the past. I'm going to reshow you this video and show everybody else who's watching on the YouTubes this video as well. Here is uh, our guy, Toko, who was talked about a lot in the very early stages of Texas Sports Unfiltered. The man <laughs> who spent $14,000 to buy a very realistic, I mean, hyper-realistic dog costume the guy who goes by Toko, we don't know this dude's actual human name. We just know that he wants to be referred to as Toko, and he literally posts videos and now walks around in public dressed like a dog and also acting like a dog. What the hell is wrong with that guy? Well, sadly, he's not alone. We go to Germany, where a pack of dog-identifying humans has sprung up. There was a recent gathering in Berlin at a railroad station that had an estimated 1,000 people show up. And these people actually prefer to be recognized as not people. They want to be recognized as canines instead. And they got together at this railroad station in Germany acting like dogs. They were barking at each other. They were howling at each other. Were they, they were sniffing? All- were they sniffing each other like they greet each other? Sniffing butts. Oh, no. Hiking oh, no. legs. Come on, man. There was no talking going on. The only forms of communication were dog barks and dog howls. And I don't know how much of this video you're going to be able to stand. I don't know how much of this video I'm going to be able to stand. But here's a little snippet of what was going on at this canine gathering in Germany. with what's wrong with these people so they're a lot of them are wearing masks they're all pretty much on all fours but you've got people wearing masks and obviously a bunch of barking and howling going on at this event i wish i'd had a pack of dog bones i'd love to see them chase them throw balls at them and watch them (laughs) chase on all fours yeah make them fetch oh yeah of course well hold on now if they uh want to identify as dogs doesn't that mean they need to get neutered or spayed man we want to keep down the population of of doggies yeah now what needs to happen we need to call up tim tebow he can do it with a spoon do it with a spoon yeah tim tebow he'll he can neuter people he can do he does all those things he does wonderful things with just a spoon sharpened spoon 
He can neuter a dog with a spoon. Absolutely. That guy's seen brilliant. This? <laughs> I haven't seen a lot in person, but yeah, I uh, think he can get these kind of things done. Yeah. What, I mean, what's this is wrong with people. What do they want? Why do you want to be a dog? I, I don't know. This video gives me great pause. There's a low hanging fruit joke right there, man. Um, I don't, I don't know what the appeal of this is, dude. Like what, how do you get to this point in your life? Like, I get it. Not everybody is happy with the way that their life is going, but how do you want to go out in public and dress and act like a dog? How do you get there? How, and and we're talking about thousands of people across the world. This is not a one-off with that one dude. There's a bunch of people out there who are doing this type of stuff. Like how does your life take that turn to where this is your best course of action? I don't know. I just, I just see dogs greet each other, and that's not the way I want to greet anybody. I don't want my nose up in there. I, I'm, I'm just like, no, man. No, I don't want to be a dog. I don't want to do that. It's man's and women's best friend, I guess. Maybe they, they feel a, a camaraderie when they act like dogs, but my goodness. I know humans are – I know we've got some problems, but damn, I don't want to be a dog. I mean, there's some other animals I would probably prefer. Oh yeah, that. You, know, you would dress up and act like other animals out in public. <laughs> Which ones? Do tell. I'll ask the Aggies what it's like when those sheep come around. Oh yeah, I don't know if that was an A and M reunion out there in Germany. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what was going on there. That yeah, is appa- sad. There's uh, apparently this this new kink. I don't know if it's new, but it's starting to make waves. <sighs> it's called puppy play, where participants, usually men equip themselves with muzzles, collars, or leashes, and behave like dogs. Oh, no, that's not new. That's old stuff. That, that was way back, BK. Uh, this recently exploded in San that Francisco. In the 70s. That was in the 70s. Yeah, no surprise that uh, this is happening a lot in San Francisco, right? One of the most thriving puppy play scenes in the world happens in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Uh, some of these guys wear collars. They wear tags. Some of them are locked, which means they have a handler. Some create their own identity and names. Some join packs and roll deep together. There's no one way to pup play, Buck. Remember that. I believe it was Socrates wow. who said that quote. And there's no one way to pup play. But this is a, a real thing that is like. I'm happening. not giving that tip for kids. I don't want puppy play. No. No. You know, I've got a puppy here at the house. You've seen that dude, that dude Louie. Yeah, it's a I real should, dog. It's a, That's yeah. fine. You can have dogs. Yeah. Why don't we just let some real dogs loose on those folks? You know, while they're trying to play dog, let the real dogs loose on them. This, this, this makes me question the First Amendment a little bit. I don't know if these people should have these freedoms, man. We, we, we might need less freedoms. They want to be is, dogs. If this is what, uh, all right, so if you could be an animal. If you could not like you could trade your life as a human to let's say you die and come back as an animal. Let's make it like that. Which uh, which animal would you choose? I'd probably be a duck eating shit all the time. Oh, crap like through a, a goose. Animals crap through a goose. Shit. That's fine. You want to shit all the time? Just having fun. Just eating. You, you can swimming. go to San Francisco and do that as a human. You know that, eating, right? Swimming, you know, shitting. I mean, that, what, why not? Mm, what, if, what if you try to cross the street? 
I can get across the street. I mean, I can I can tell if a car is coming or not. I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it. I kind of like Fox. I think a Fox is a pretty cool dude too. The Fox is a pretty cool dude too. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right with being a Fox. You're talking about Star Fox from the video games, or you're talking <laughs> no, about the actual? No, don't bring me back to any video games. Don't bring me back to any TikToks. Don't mean bring me back to any of these crazy videos of yours. Mm. I'd rather be that lady on the plane. Which one? The one dressed up in the fighting Irish uniform. That one. That's the one. She's having fun. Not the late, not the latex lady. That was the, the same fight, lady. The fighting Irish lady was the same lady. Yeah, the fighting Irish with the green dress. Oh man. Yeah, that was just a different picture. But the, the I mean, latex. She's having a blast in her life, in her little make-believe world. Yeah, well, she's calling us bums because we're not Instagram famous. You're, you're talking about this one, right? Call me a bitch again. <laughs> Call me a bitch again. Yeah, you guys did nothing wrong. My bitch, shut up. No, you shut the up. You shut the up Goodbye. in here, Goodbye. You shut the Goodbye. Film me. I'm Instagram famous, bum. She's lambskin latex. That's what she is. She's wearing her lambskin out. Oh, really? man. That was amazing, you bum. I, <laughs> I hope one day in my life I can say that to somebody. Film me. I'm YouTube famous, you effing bum. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Oh, man. She's sweating the big – I mean, that's she's sweating the little things. She'll get another flight. They kicked her off. She said something to somebody. And somebody called for a, one of the manservants or somebody to come down there and kick her off the plane. Yeah. That, happens. that outfit is hilarious. Oh, it's I've awesome. I've never seen a condom worn on a plane like that. <laughs> a body condom. How do you uh, do that? How do you dress up and say, listen, I'm, I'm really famous. I'm an Instagram famous. Here's my outfit of the day when I get on this plane. I'm going to wear a giant condom. And I'm going to get on a plane. I think that could not is have been, amazing. It could not have been tighter. I wouldn't have complained if I was sitting next to her. Oh, oh, you would have given up. You'd have sat in the middle seat to be next to her, wouldn't you? I would have sat on her lap, dude. Come on, man. What do you mean? Oh. Anything? Like I would have photoshopped my ticket to say the same seat as her. Anything is better than the lady who's seeing things. That's that's the one that I have the problem with. The lady who sees things. And sees people that aren't real. I'm, 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 I know I was taught never to hit a woman, but elbow comes up when she comes down the aisle. I got to stop her because I'm, I'm not only saving the people on that plane, I'm saving the people in the rest of the world once she gets off that plane. Oh, you're trying to kill her? No, no, just get her to the hospital where she belongs, some sort of hospital. I mean, she's seeing things on the plane. Yeah. And, and like you said, I'm then going to have to get off that plane because if she's seeing like gremlins and stuff like that yeah. on the plane, I probably should get off. Well, if you knock her out, they're kicking you off. You're not going to have the choice. If you trip her, knock her over, then your ass is getting kicked off too with her. It means you got to spend time with oh. her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I can fix her. Both of them. I got yeah, this. Of course you can. Of uh. course you can. You can fix yeah, you can fix all the nutty ones for sure. By the way. And you can fish. Yeah, of course, you can fix the little fighting Irish lady with her outfit. Yeah, the latex. Oh, yeah, my goodness. The latex lady. Latex Latina. Unbelievable. Mm. 
I'd uh, I'd be a koala, by the way, because they sleep 18 hours a day. A little koala bear. That's what yeah. I'm trying to be. And don't they eat like weeds and fruit and stuff like that? What do they eat? Limbs? And they oh, that's also, the, that's they the also, panda that eats the, the, the um, bamboo, right? Yeah, I think koalas eat like eucalyptus leaves and stuff. I don't know. Which maybe means, I should. Maybe I shouldn't be one of those. Taco Bell. You can be a quality and eat Taco Bell. I'm, not, I'm sure hey, it's pretty eucalyptus. With eucalyptus leaves in it. You think that's the lettuce they use? <laughs> Apparently, koalas also shit 24 hours a day. <laughs> Even what? while they sleep. No, they don't. They're just dropping pellets. You just made it. See, you just made so, that up. That's just, not true. It ain't true. You made <laughs> that up. Gundy on, is true. Man. According to Google, according to the internet, you oh. can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. We know the rules. <laughs> really? Says you find that on X? Koala crap is about the size and shape of an olive. It's probably oh. one of the least offensive types of poo because it smells strongly of eucalyptus. Koalas produce little pellets 24 hours a day, even when they're asleep, sometimes up to 360 a day. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Moving on. Shout out to a few more sponsors. Before we get to some Texas Baylor conversation, I got to ask you a question that I asked Trey yesterday that uh, spawned a great debate on our show and also got a lot of our texters and viewers talking as well. Let's give some love to a few more of our great sponsors. How about the great folks at Jack Allen's Kitchen? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a great dining experience, go to one of the five Austin area jack allen's kitchen locations it's comfort food it's southern cooking served up the way you want it great atmosphere too tvs all over the place you can watch the games they've got a full bar with some old stad beer there as well tons of food their burgers are spectacular great enchiladas an awesome weekend brunch menu great appetizers they've got something for everybody in the family something for the entire friend group something for the entire office and once again, you're going to get a five-star experience every time you go see our friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen. There's literally, you can go there every single day for the next like three months and not try everything on their menu. So many great options to choose from. Everything made from scratch, in-house, the finest ingredients. They got you covered at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Yeah, Jack Gilmore's incredibly talented. and He's got an incredible staff and I'm a big seafood, so I spend a lot of time at Salt Traders. I love Salt Traders, too, but I love Jack Allen's also. Yep, Just incredible going, folks. I'll be going to Salt Traders for lunch today or sometime there you go. next week, meeting a buddy over there. Yeah, both of those spots. Fantastic. Also, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Buck, you've got that Woods Comfort Systems AC unit at your place, and it's doing you wonders. Yes, it has. Not a problem. Ever since we built this home, you know, this home is going on four years, and not any problems, and it shouldn't have any problems when you bring in a system, but especially if you bring in a, a woods comfort system. You don't have to worry about having to make these phone calls during the, during this incre- incredible heat that we had this summer. Not a problem. Everything's all fixed. Getting ready and getting prepared for the winter. When I'll let you know when that comes, of course. BK already has his date planned, but I'll let you know when that's about to come. But you won't need that with Woods Comfort Center. They've got everything that you need, and they'll be there on time, and they'll get it done, and they'll get it done in a hurry. Thank you to Travis and Dave over there. Yep. Woodscomfortsystems.com is their website for more information. Definitely check it out. 60 years of the best HVAC and plumbing services in Central Texas. You can call them as well. 
888-532-5066. All right, Buck. So yesterday we played some Dave Aranda audio talking about this game against Texas and how this game means a lot to the Baylor program and how Baylor fans have been going up to him saying, hey, just win one, right? Win one game this year. And that one game, of course, is the game coming up against Texas. Well, Sark was asked a question about this Baylor game. Of course, we expect it to be the last time these two teams meet in the foreseeable future with the Longhorns moving to the SEC. We have no idea when these two teams are going to play again. Um, Sark was asked if he wanted to play Baylor again beyond this year. Here's what he had to say on Monday. I think that's a, that's always a hard one um, because the moment you play one of them, the other one's going to be even more upset. Why isn't it us? And so, I, you know, again, I, all I can do is focus on the teams we play. And I, and I recognize these are great rivalries and, and games that have been played for a long, long time. Um, you know, if that's the direction it ends up going into, that, that'd be great. I think it's great for the state of Texas and, and so on and so forth. But some of that is obviously out of my control uh, of what we do there. But I do think one of the challenges with that is you play Baylor, Tech's upset. You play Tech, TCU's upset. You know, you play TCU, Houston's upset. They, they finally just got in the conference. And so it kind of just – there's that trickle-down effect. And so where it goes moving forward, I'm not really certain. Um, I know we're excited. Next year we get to play A&M again, which we haven't been playing for some time. So you can't play everybody. All you can do is just try to, you know, play the schedule you have and play it as good as you can. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't play them all. You're not going to be able to play all of them. Who you're going to, uh, You want to keep as much in-state as you can, but you also want to beat up on the ones you know you can beat up on, and that would be Baylor to me. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, want, to give, I don't want Texas Tech people to think all of a sudden they have a rivalry with Texas in anything. You're not a rival. You're Texas Tech. So I don't want to give them credence to if they slip and all of a sudden a ball gets fumbled and Texas Tech wins a game or they win a basketball game or where they win a baseball or a softball game. I don't want them to ever think they're a rival with the University of Texas, ever. What? You don't consider Texas Tech a rival? No. Really? No. I mean, they're not on Oklahoma's level. They're not on A&M's level. But I don't want them to think they're on any level. Well, we're their oh. biggest rival. Like, if you oh, ask yeah, Texas well, Tech. Remember, it's Texas. Here we go. Aren't we everybody's biggest rival? Well, a lot of people would claim that. I think Baylor would claim that. I think Texas Tech would claim that. I think right. TCU would probably claim that. Uh, you know, A&M, Oklahoma, maybe even Arkansas, even though it's been a while. Alabama, maybe now even Alabama. I, I don't know if Alabama would claim that. But, um, yeah, no, a lot of schools out there have Texas as their biggest rival and, and Texas has two rivals that are bigger than any other, but I still consider Texas tech a rival, dude. I, I consider most of those teams rivals. So you would rather play Texas tech than Baylor. I want to play whoever the, is the crappiest. Well, I want to rotate. And a lot of Texas fans are like, once we move to the sec, we are done playing tech. We are done playing Baylor. We are done playing TCU. We don't need them anymore. Why don't we take on that other Big 12 team, Texas State? Why don't we have them? We need to have somebody that we can beat up. We don't We don't need to take chances. Once we go to the SEC, don't take a chance. Hey, Texas State in two years would love to play you, and it'll never be home in a way. It'll always be home. They yep. always come up the road. Well, you never go down there. That's one of the perks of being in the SEC, right? Like all of those cupcake non-conference games sure. that get to schedule and people still respect you because you play in the best conference in the sport. So it's like, you know, people won't criticize you that much for not playing anybody in the non-con if 
if uh, especially when the SEC goes to nine conference games, which is going to happen within the next couple of years. Yeah, bring me, um, bring me Texas State. Don't give me the Roadrunners because they can accidentally beat you on one of those Saturdays. So you you have no interest in playing Texas Tech or Baylor or TCU? No. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Not for the next 20 years. Man. No, thank you. See, I want to play those teams, man. Like, I want to rotate. I want to play one of those three every year. You could still schedule a Texas State and a Louisiana Monroe, or you could throw an FCS team in there every I'm once in a while. I'm not giving Louisiana money. I'm not giving any of them any money. They get all our gambling money anyway in Louisiana. Keep some of the money here. All right, so get Incarnate Word, maybe. Now, you may be, you can maybe on to something there, but I don't want to be playing the Roadrunners. Uh-uh. We, we, we beat the brakes off the Roadrunners last year. No, give us Texas State. You see, they're, they're as good as any team in the Big 12. You saw what happened. Ask, well, ask why do David. you want to play? You're talking about cupcakes then. Why do you want to play Texas State? Because how the hell did that, ever really, how did that ever really happen, Baylor? I mean, has Baylor waken up from that deal, that nightmare? <laughs> I mean, that had to be a nightmare Man. for Dave Aranda. That's why he's so soft-spoken now. He's even soft-spoken than he ever was. He's always been game. soft-spoken. Not like that. How did I you get beat by that. them? How did you get beat by Texas State? I mean, really? I appreciate the question, but they got punked by Texas State. How did you? That's in, that's incredible. And it, it is. It is. Give so us, you're done. Yeah, give you're us done. the Bobcats. No, I don't want to play Texas Tech yeah. ever again. Forget and I like, about that. I, I in like games. I, I in in basketball, don't want to. No, don't want to play them in basketball. Don't want to play them because they got a nice baseball team in the you know, if the wind is blowing in, you're never going to hit it. No, I don't care about playing them. Give me somebody else. What year were you born, Buck? 55. Texas has played Baylor every year in your Since entire 44. life. 44. Yeah, my entire right. You consider them a rival? You don't think that's a game that should happen? You don't think that's a game that people care about in the state of Texas? I know, how much, Baylor, I know how much Baylor cares about it. That's why. That, that's one of the reasons why I love college football, man, is, is the history that goes into some of these matchups. That's the worst part of conference realignment. Now, for Texas, yes, they get the A&M game back. They get the Arkansas game back. They should be playing those teams every year. That should have never gone away, but I, I still feel like they it's should the only be only one I want. You can just give me the A&M mm-hmm. game and give me the Bobcats down there at Green Hall and call, it a, call the rest of them, let them play each other. And go there and play in the sand and do whatever they do. That's it. Give me the Aggies. Give me the Bobcats. I don't care about the Baylor Bears. You know what? Think, one, they barely wanted them in the Big 12. Right. No, I think more people agree with you than agree with me. I, I, I'm in the minority here of uh, Texas fans who want to keep playing schools like Texas Tech and Baylor and TCU. I want to keep the money in the state. I'd rather, I'd rather do that. I'd rather bring up another program like the Bobcats. They'll bring a, a, a decent crowd to Austin because they ain't never taking that trip down there. That's there, There's never a home and away in that series, correct? There's always playing at Texas if you gave them an opportunity, right? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I mean, come on. Make them some money. Give them a million and a half dollars, $2 million to their program. No. We give Baylor any money to their program. Yeah. You don't pay. You don't have to pay Baylor to play them. I don't Just want play them. You don't, don't pay want, those guys. I don't. I know how bad. Did they have to pay? Oh, they had to pay. Yeah. For oh no. <laughs> yeah, they had. To they pay had to pay the Bobcats money. for that ass whooping. Yeah, they did. Man, a bye game. Those are the worst. 
You know, A and M paid Appalachian State last year too. Well, they pay they pay somebody every year to do that. Yeah. Somebody comes in there and destroys their season. Yeah, the buy games. Those are real things. No, no thanks. I, right. I like I said, I'm not. I'm Texas Tech. Yeah, great. I've been there a few times. No, I don't. I don't want to make this a deal where they think, oh, this is our rival. No, we're not your rival. No. Okay. You can go play the Aggies. If you want to play somebody in the state, go play the Aggies. That is, there's your rival. Yep. Texas is not your rival. Uh, all right. What do Baylor, you want to... And for Baylor, you'd want them to be your rival because they're right down the road. But you're not Texas' rival. What is this, the okay. Southwestern Conference? Get away from me with that. Give me, bring on the Bobcats. Bring on some, bring us something here. Bring us somebody we can beat. We don't want to be You're worried about Baylor? <laughs> I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them this week. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they've they've fared pretty well against Texas in recent years. I think the long. Are we going to hear just... David Rand at all today? Am I going to no. hear that guy? I'm... Yeah, because I I'm I'm tired today. I don't want to fall asleep. So <laughs> <You know? laughs> can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. All right, a couple of shout outs to some sponsors before we get out of here. I've got to ask you a question about parenting, Buck, because you've been a parent before. I am the father father of children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've been a real parent and a Sandra Bullock fake parent with your adopted kid. Yes. I I still need the paperwork on that one. Tim McGraw. I got it all. It costs that. That wasn't for free. Yeah. We'll see about that. Well, Hey, some love to some of our great sponsors. How about last stand hats? I was wearing a last stand hat yesterday. Uh, Part of our 5k giveaway. We're going to be giving y'all a couple of last stand hats. That's right. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Make sure you go to that giveaway video to find out how to enter into our 5K sweepstakes. And then, look, go to laststandhats.com right now and gear up for game day. Great Longhorn hats, the best Texas hats that you can find. They also have some badass golf polos as well. If you're a golfer, weather's starting to cool down a little bit. You want uh, something that makes you look good and also feel good on the golf course, which also means you're going to play good. Check out those Last Stand golf polos as well. Shout out to them. And shout out to Olipop. Maybe that's why I'm tired. I don't have my Olipop this morning. It's it's in the fridge. I forgot to grab it before we started today. Olipop, a new kind of soda, a soda that I love, a soda that's good for me, a soda that you're going to love, a soda that's good for you as well. Inside the can, you're getting nine grams of fiber. You're only getting two to five grams of sugar. The taste is absolutely fantastic. They've got plant fibers and prebiotics. There's stuff in there. It actually provides digestive health support for you. So you're going to enjoy drinking a soda. You're going to like what it does for your system as well. I don't know how they've figured it out, but they have figured it out. Shout out to Olipop. You can get it at Target, Walmart, Costco, Whole Foods, H-E-B, wherever you buy your groceries. You can find the individual cans, the four-packs, the eight-packs. They've got it all at Olipop. By the way, uh, thank you to Brandon Mars because it's about that time, folks. We're about to creep up here on October so for those that are getting ready to get that winter garden going together like me, my 15 by 15 winter garden, if you need all the products, you can get it at, with Brandon Mars over there at Top Gun Rentals. You can rent it or you can buy it. That's that's up to you. But if you want to have that stuff around and you're thinking about being a lettuce rancher like I am, because I am a lettuce rancher, I will have lettuce throughout all the way until May. I have my broccoli. I have my onions. I don't do potatoes, but there, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm going to do in the garden BK, and if I have to can it, I'm going to can it. But that stuff, there's nothing better. It tastes better than coming from your own garden. And Brandon Mars has all the equipment you need to get your own garden going, for sure. 
Yes, they do. They've got all the rental supplies and supplies for purchase as well. Two Austin area locations up north in Anderson Square, down south on South First Street. That's the buck spot right there. Topgun.net. We will shoot you straight. Let me ask you this question, Buck. Okay. Are you allowed to throw a baby to your friend? You know, just like tossing the baby back and forth like a little game of catch, maybe hot potato. I mean, like Aguilar when he would, when the, there was a fire in Philly and he was catching babies, throwing <laughs> babies down because he can't he couldn't catch a football, but he could catch a baby. Yeah, um, that wasn't actually Nelson Aguilar. You know that, right? No, who was that anyway? It's just a guy who was making fun of Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, catching. Yeah, like Aguilar. <laughs> Good pull right dropping, there. We might have to play that tomorrow. That's dropping awesome. babies. That was awesome. No, you're uh, not allowed to toss a baby. Or a little person, that's not right. Oh no, they they look they're they're fun size though. No, you can't toss babies. At one time, I thought you were talking about punting babies. You can't do that. Oh man, don't they look so puntable though? At, at how old? Six a months. Baby. Yeah, a baby. I mean, like a newborn. Yeah, a couple when weeks. They're really, when they're really soft. Yeah. Oh, just just put him on a tee. Put him on a tee and send it like Justin Tucker. <laughs> like a Nerf football. No, you're not allowed to do that. You're going to jail. Mm. Well, you can't two, even, hey, you can't even do it for fun. Disappointing. Two Florida women. Oh, Florida woman. Yep, they're going to jail because they were accused of drunkenly tossing a baby back and forth, quote, like a toy, end quote, outside of a bar and possibly breaking his arm. Oh. 19-year-old Brianna LaFoe and 20-year-old Sierra Newell. Boy, those are Florida names if I've ever heard of them. There you go. They were arrested last Thursday at about 1 a.m. after police responded to the Coyote Ugly Saloon in Daytona Beach, Florida. A woman shot video of the shocking incident, told police that the two sloshed women, of course they were drunk, were throwing the child around and flipping him upside down outside the bar. They tossed the baby back and forth like a toy over a distance of about four feet. One of the girls was on crutches. What? It was throwing the baby. She threatened to hit bystanders who were pleading for the women to stop throwing and abusing the child. And then she came over and threatened to beat them up with the crutch. And then the other woman went up and actually hit one of the women who was filming from inside of the bar. And cops were called, and the two women were arrested. Oh, no, I'm fighting those women. You're fighting those women? Yeah, I'm taking that baby and fighting those women. Yes, now, I've been a – I am – I was in an HEB years ago when a, a, a little – probably about a two-year-old was out of control, and the young mom couldn't handle the baby and snatched the kid up by the arm, and the baby – the kid screamed. And I know that jerked that – Damn near jerked that shoulder out of there. And I went over to this lady and said, how would you like for me to jerk your shoulder like that? And she said, how about you minding your effing business? Oh, yeah. yeah. Parents and so don't I, like I, being told how to parent. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's just that I, I had reached a point where I, I understand. I mean, I've had kids, be, you know, I've had kids and been in stores and stuff. But the way she jerked that kid off the ground, and I knew that baby was screaming because of its shoulder. And I went right over to her and I said, would you like for me to jerk you around like that? And that lady said, why don't you try minding your own effing business? And I, I just have kind of backed away from, you know, trying to parent somebody else's. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it wasn't any of my business, but I, 
I was semi trying to protect the kid and tried to tell a young mother, you know, get over yourself, lady. You when, know? You, when you went up to her, were you hoping she was going to respond with, how would you like it if I jerked you around? Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking, Mel Tucker. Oh, okay. That's a different story into itself, Mel. Oh, that's what that's, you were looking for, huh? Now that's, that's, that's a little bit different. Uh, I, really, I really have not. I really not have jumped in between something like that since that day. And I almost thought that maybe I should have mind my own business. But I mean, I was trying to I, I just felt that it was necessary the way this this young mother handled that kid. And no, it wasn't any of my effing business, but I made it my business. I made it a point to make it my business. And if I saw two ladies throwing a baby around, it would have taken more than a crutch to get me off that, you know, from, from stopping that lady. Oh, you can't tackle one of them mid throw. Then the baby's going to hit the deck. Oh, just grab the baby and knock the shit out of the lady. I mean, yeah. come on. See, that's where you and I differ. Cause I would have been like, here, throw it here. I'm going long. <laughs> yeah. See, you like throwing babies. I don't, get, I don't get why you like throwing, tossing babies. I'd be, I'd be running routes on the sidewalk. Like you had to be the guy come on. Those, those little people wrestling things where they toss them into dartboards and stuff. I have been to a midget wrestling twice. Don't get mad at me for calling them midgets. They call themselves midgets at midget wrestling. Okay. No. And they throw them into, they like throw them into dart boards and things like use them like darts. I've never been to that. I won't go to that kind of event. Dude, if I saw this, I'd be like, uh, remember in the backyard when you're drawing up plays in the huddle or like on your hand? No, throw me the baby over here. I'd be telling those girls, all right, we're going here and then here and then I'm going to cut back. You know, fake the in, we're going out. All right. You would have bought those women another drink. Nah, if they had a baby, I wouldn't want to be hanging out with them. <laughs> of course not. I, no. just, I just, you know, quick, uh, quick game of pigskin, you know, just with human skin instead. Oh, just a little back and forth toss. You are sad. That is some sad <laughs> stuff, man. Wow. Oh, I'm man. glad you did not have video of that amazing story for sure yeah now the only video because i did look at the the video to see if it was worth playing and you know there, there were women filming but the only video is from like some security cam footage where you can just see one of the girls like tossing a baby up and down a little bit which that like that's normal people do that they they toss the baby up and catch them they don't or, or be like they, before they pat their gloves when they throw the football downfield is that what they were doing pat she was like toss them up just to get them warmed up yeah, well, she was about wrong. to do the uh, LeBron James pregame routine. Just what is up with people? Uh, well, it's Florida women, man. I mean, we oh, talked about true. Germany. You know how I feel about the Germans, all right? So no, <laughs> yeah. no surprise that they're doing some weird shit over there. Doing the uh, dog thing. And then Florida women. I mean, like, come on, dude. Come on, man, really? Uh, you know how I feel about both of those groups of people right there. Wow. Before I get canceled, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's right. But only kind of. But. <laughs> but, and he ain't kidding about tossing a baby. If you threw him a baby, he would catch that baby. And I'm not going to drop the baby. If someone well, I know threw that, you a baby, you'd go, catch it. Yeah, but you're going to go do five-step drop with the baby. Well, shoot. I, I'd, I'd rather me be throwing a baby than some of these Texas receivers now. Oh. oh. Man, oh, man. Different week. It's all leading up to the championship run. Yep. No more excuses. And no more playing Baylor or yeah. Tech. Goodbye. Well, we'll talk about uh, this game a lot more tomorrow. Uh, Wags and Rodney had a great interview with uh, a Baylor insider yesterday, so we'll have cuts of that. Chip and Zay also talked to a, a Baylor or a 
Waco radio guy yesterday. So we'll have some cuts of that as well. If you want to hear those interviews now, you can find them on our podcast page on Spotify or Apple. Just search Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, Chaos Theory, though, is coming up next with Rodney and Wags. They'll have Al Walsh on the show talking some betting. So if you're looking to make some money this weekend, uh, you make sure to stay tuned. And we got Lee Sterling tomorrow, right? Yep, Lee Sterling will join us at 9.15 for his picks of the weekend. He is red hot. You do not want to miss that. Jeff Howe will come on the show to talk some Texas and Baylor as well. And I may give you a 1,000-unit lock, just a little 1,000. We're down a little bit right now. Wow, yeah, you're down 6,000 units, so you've uh, got some work to do for the people out there. But we are done. It is now time for a little bit of Chaos Theory with Rodney and Wags. Buck, great show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Gentlemen. Later, Already? 6,000 yeah. already? Yeah, Come I'm on, down 6,000 already. Yeah, but I'm not hey, throwing ba- I'm not throwing babies. Hey, just bet on the colors. Just bet on the colors. Just put oh, it all, all oh, red. All red ones. Okay. Oh, Hit me okay, with that man. one time. He goes, hey, just put it on all reds today. I, I, I took all the red teams today. And he won. Oh my goodness. Look, at, look, at, look at Wags today. He's over there looking like North Carolina or, <laughs> or Houston Oilers or something Come like on, that. Oh, unfortunately, it's, unfortunately Wax, it's Duke Wax. Blue. Hook them, boys. Uh, right on. Buck's slamming his computer. He's done with y'all. He's done. All right. He's probably got to pee. Have a good show, boys. He's got to go take a piss.